Well, we thought yeah. it's a podversary show. We thought we'd better put on the suits, you know. <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> Tell them what you're drinking over here. Oh. Weird shit. <laughs> so I am I'm drinking a barbecue margarita. And oh. that, <laughs> what that is, is I have taken um it's gross. Lo- <laughs> no, it's it's good. <laughs> So I think I think it's good. So I have taken lime around the rim, and I have put a mixture of barbecue rub and sugar around the rim. And in the drink, it's two ounces of tequila, ounce and a half lime juice, ounce of agave nectar, half ounce of barbecue sauce, two dashes of Angostura bitters. Oh my god! There's <laughs> <That's so much laughs> a lot of shit in here. Take it up and then I think it's good. <laughs> It's not good. It it sounds, uh, yeah. If you want a mouthful of it sounds like a meal. And then you wash it down with tequila, that's what you got. Yeah. That's yummy though. And, and it's in keeping with the, the 4th of July. Like everything's barbecue. On the 4th of July. <laughs> not your drinks. <laughs> My drinks are. deep fry everything on the 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm drinking vodka and cranberry juice because I'm well, easy. <laughs> as we're English, we're drinking beer to start. And then halfway through the night, there's a reason to celebrate. So it's champagne. Hell oh, yeah. <laughs> Y'all are so much fancier than we at the, at the end of the night, we'll be like whiskeys, where we'll be telling you and pointing at the camera a lot. Okay, you're all wrong. All of you. <laughs> what I want to know is, in all of these episodes, what's Matthew looking at on his phone? Oh, Usually he's um, Googling. He's yeah. the guy that Googles shit in the background for us. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, because we don't know what we're talking about. So I've been like, wait a minute. Nice. My phone's over there, actually. Go find. Yeah. It's lost to the table. Is that so you can Google stuff? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) When we start spouting on bullshit, you're like, wait a minute. Are we going independent stations? When? These are our made up stories. (laughs) There's nothing to Google. It'll be there. I'm going to update the Wikipedia page on your on your haunted object as you say it. Oh, <laughs> drug theory needs a Wikipedia. How do we make that happen? Oh no! Can it? Can you just go in and write the yeah. Wikipedia yeah. for yeah. anything? Yeah. Yeah. If you're trusted, it's easier, which I am. So we'll just... make us the Wikipedia. Oh shit! Well, you can see if we might already have one. <laughs> The thing with Wikipedia is you can you can edit it or any time you want. Like you can go on tonight and just say you know like you know, whatever, chickens drive buses, and it'll go on there, <laughs> but then they check it afterwards, and then they kick off everything that's infactual, so. Oh. There we go. I want to know who's the guy that when someone dies within, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, I know. On yeah. Wikipedia, someone's like, oh, who died on this day? <laughs> Super keen. Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, yeah, Big Foss is uh, rocking his... Uh, Awesome hairdo for this one. Yeah, I like that too. That so, looks awesome. And I'm, I know, right? Yeah, to I'm ask what Finney's going to be. Like, I said, I'm scared to ask what who Finney's going to be today. 
Yeah. We Robert there. We Robert. He's going to be a Robert. I'm Rob. Robert. You've got, you've got to have a different <laughs> I name every time. Is that that's where y'all normally record at? No. No, we just broke into this house. Yeah. This is not even ours. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just saw they had better gear than us, so we thought <laughs> yeah. they're, they're tied up in the basement. Oh. Where are we working at? Seeing if Joe Moe's going to come. Yeah. Uh, if he doesn't come, one of us is going to have to be Joe Moe, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I reckon Finn could pull it off. I was about to say, yeah, <laughs> he could do it. Welcome to Drunk Theory. I'm Kelly. I'm Kara. Ryan. Matthew. And. <laughs> this is Drunk Theory. <laughs> and we are here with fucking Chat Smash. Chat Smash. Hey, Chat Smash. How are you going, guys? Introduce yourselves. Yeah. Tell us. How well, yeah, we are Chat Smash. I am the Vinny. That is my real name. I'm Robert. To my Robert. left is Robert. <laughs> Can I shorten it to Bert? And you know him all on the chat on the uh, podcast is Big Foss. Yes. Big, Big Foss. <laughs> well, we're celebrating our one year podversary. Not going to introduce yeah. the other person. Oh, shit. This is Alicia. This is our sister Alicia. She's been on before. She talked about cults with us forever ago. She did. Yep. And then over there, hiding in the corner, is Chris. That's her husband. My she, brother. She does all of our awesome merchandise. Yeah. That's she right. made this shirt. She makes our shot glasses. Yeah. She fixed all my mistakes to make this stuff look good. <laughs> yeah. It was not very good in the first place. I promise you that. But so we are talking about haunted objects today. So Kelly, what are we drinking? Oh, Kelly, what? <laughs> Kelly, please tell everybody what we're drinking. <laughs> I am drinking a barbecue margarita. Or barbarita. Bar <laughs> barbarita is what we're calling Actually, it. I think that's like a brand of burritos. No, no. All right, so to make the barbecue mar uh, margarita, you have to take a lime wedge, put it around, and then you're gonna rim the glass with barbecue rub and sugar. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> it's so gross. It's not gross. So in the drink, you've got two ounces of tequila, ounce and a half lime juice, ounce of agave nectar, half ounce of bourbon barbecue sauce, two dashes of Angostura bitters, shake all that shit up and pour it into a rocks glass. And that is a barbecue margarita. Yeah. If you give all the prep work, you can just dump barbecue rub in your mouth and wash it down with tequila. That's <laughs> yeah, it's probably weren't the same. That's it. And, like for, our, like and for our drink tonight, right. what we did was we opened this and poured it in a glass. Yeah. It was a lot quicker than this. And it works the same, too, right? That seems like a lot of work, though. You have to pull the tab and push it back. And pour yeah. without spilling it. Cut your fingers on it. Nothing. Exactly. Yeah. They don't appreciate my skills here. They just don't. Well, tell them where you got the recipe. It's got the area. That's, that's why it's good. That's why it sucks. You got some Smash Mouth? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I know he's not for Smash Mouth. <laughs> That's right. I'm taking y'all to flavor. Too. We thought Guy Fieri was pretty cool, actually. In the <laughs> he's, he's the biggest damn douchebag. <laughs> We're going to get sued by Guy Fieri. I'll put this on YouTube immediately. We bought these shirts from him tonight, man. Yeah. We're wearing his clothes. 
Are you wearing Galfrieri suits right this now? This is the Fieri range. Unbelievable. <laughs> Who wants to go first with their haunted object? So I said I would read Alicia's if she's scared to read her own. She has a, oh, a phobia. <laughs> she has a phobia about public speaking. I did all the work and made the thing. Sure, you can so, read it. Okay. <laughs> oh well, look at this. Oh shit! I'm gonna put it. Ooh, wow. I'm gonna put it over there, sorry. <laughs> I thought it was a fucking water bong. <laughs> it's terrifying. No, it looks like it looks like the thing they drank blood out of from fucking the vampire movie of Lost Boys. Oh, cool. That's awesome. What's That's in it? Awesome. What the hell? You, you can't. You made us all look. Okay, bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> so this is Alicia's. I know. It's this awesome. is Alicia's haunted object, <laughs> and Alicia's story is the shadowed lady. In the early 1600s, there was a woman who desperately wanted a child. She tried to conceive with her husband for years, but nothing came from it. So she decided to seduce the town butcher. She became pregnant. Finally, her dream was coming true, but soon after its birth, the child died. Her desperation surged and she decided no matter how long it took, she would have a child. Soon she had went through most of the men in town and still she had no child. <laughs> 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 what a slush. She's a hoe. <laughs> okay. The man she had seduced had wives and they had taken notice to her Pearl. affairs. They intended to put a stop to it. They found her in bed with the baker and dragged her to the woods. Once she was tied to a tree, they began throwing stones at her. She cried that all she wanted was a child, even begging them to give her one of their own. But no one listened. Long after her cries had faded and her face had sunk in, they went back to their homes. Over the next few months, tales began to circulate around the town of a shadowed woman walking through the streets. Even some of the children had told of the shadow lady beckoning them to come to her. Everyone assumed it was rumors and ignored it until two little girls went missing. The townspeople searched everywhere for them, but they had vanished without a trace. Each month, Two were taken and never seen again. The town had asked many priests to vanquish the shadow, but none were successful. They became so desperate that they had asked the witch who lived in the woods to help. She agreed, but demanded 20 silver pieces for every child that lived to adulthood after she took care of the shadow woman. They agreed, wanting their children to be safe. The witch poured salt on the ground around the tree that the woman had been tied to and drew symbols around the perimeter. Once dark, she stood in the middle of the circle holding a metallic bottle. She chanted a spell over and over again until the spirit was sucked into the bottle. The next day, the witch presented the bottle to the town warning them that if it was ever broken, the shadow would be released. Some say that it was the witch who was taking the children for sacrifices the whole time, while others say that they can still hear whispers coming from the bottle. Either way, the town kept their promise and to this day leave silver pieces at an altar devoted to the Witch of the Woods. Oh, that's cool! That's so good! That's an awesome story. She man. just blew the shit out of all of us. I know. Everything else is good stuff. Thanks for coming. You should have went last. I know, right? Yeah, what is this? Soul. <laughs> yeah, it's the soul of the lady. That was cool, man. That was good. A long, a long, like proper story. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. She's so good. She's so talented and creative. 
Soy sauce. <laughs> in that bottle. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> that is fucking great. Yeah, I don't want to be salty about it. <laughs> <laughs> do y'all want to go? Y'all want to do y'all? Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, I'll read mine. Hang on a second. Let's go. We'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> You've had all this time to prepare. How <laughs> was the shopping list? <laughs> <laughs> it genuinely is the shopping list. I'm reading up. There we go. <clears throat> Don't read out the shopping list. Okay, so oh, ours was called. Hold on. Want me to go? I know. They're being... <laughs> I don't know. He's got the worst time. Oh, we got your picture here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, don't look at it, though. Don't stare at it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you not read, you the the you read it? <laughs> My bad. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so ours was called The Bokken Map. So we put, we bought our house at auction. We'd seen it only a few, day, few days before while we were driving back from a, from a day up at the coast on a secluded road that ran along the edge of a forest. It was one of those forests where the trees grew so thick that on the ground below them, virtually nothing could grow as the light just couldn't get to it. But in one of those rare gaps between the trees stood a house with a to be auction sign nailed to a post in the yard. We stopped to check the place out, and although the windows were boarded up so we couldn't see inside, the place looked pretty big and well kept. When the auction day came, and we, get to, we got the place for a steal, there doesn't seem to be much appetite in the room from other bidders, which we can't understand, but hey, we'll fool them, right? We get the keys and drive out to the place, ready to move all our stuff in. And as soon as I turn the key in the lock and swing the door open, I immediately know that something feels weird. There's stuff everywhere and it just reeks of someone leaving in a hurry. Whoever it was, they've hardly taken anything with them. Their clothes are left in the bedroom closets, the toiletries are in the bathroom, and there's even food in the fridge. It's like they couldn't get out of there fast enough. Suddenly, my wife screams from the other room, which just about scares me to death. I run in and see that all the furniture's been pushed to the edges of the room. The carpet's pulled back, and in the middle of the room is a carved wooden African-style statue of a man with a chalk circle drawn around him and the words never release the Bokken man written in what can only be blood on the floorboards. They've even driven a six inch nail through the base to hold it there. I knelt down and took a closer look at this thing. Its eyes seeming staringly into, seem to be staring into my soul. And as I stare back, I hear a guttural tribal chanting voice start first quietly and then building up inside my head, gently getting louder and louder. It's in no language I understand, but suddenly my brain starts to unscramble the words and I can hear, kill her, kill her, kill her. <laughs> the words are ringing in my head and it takes all my strength to break away my gaze and look away. Clearly this cursed thing has caused some kind of terrible carnage to the previous owners of this house. Both me and my wife were pretty freaked out by this whole thing and we could feel a presence in the room, but we kind of did like this house and we weren't going to give it up to this demonic little bastard. So I pulled the nail out, wrapped up that voodoo drenched, cursed, evil, blood hungry little fucker, and mailed his sorry ass to guys to you guys at Drunk Theory. <laughs> and he should be making his way to you any day now, the unsuspecting postman delivering untold evil onto your doorstep, just like the opening titles of a badass horror movie. So remember when you get your parcel, never release the Bokka Man. It's a cursed <laughs> yeah. object. 
<laughs> so there you go. And we did send you a cursed object, sort of. Well, you did, and it was a fucking amazing. It was. It was the best thing ever. <laughs> that, it was so cool. Also, y'all like bacon a lot more than I thought y'all did. <laughs> For some reason, I thought y'all didn't have bacon-flavored shit in England. I don't know why. That's what I thought. That's it. What's a pig? I don't, we didn't even know what's <laughs> I don't what's know why I thought that. Well, you know, since I found out that y'all don't get tacos, like I can't stop thinking about it. Like, it we have this, like this special guest with us tonight as well. Oh, <laughs> don't look at him too long. Don't look at him. That hurts your ass. That is so cool. <laughs> Love it. Put him here. Yeah. So he's not too scary. <laughs> Who's going next? Well, I don't have a story for mine, so... Uh, <laughs> he just bought a whistle. <laughs> I've been... You better make some shit up right now. <laughs> I've, been, I've been busy. Blow the whistle, man. Hey, or tell yeah, us hey, the story again I, of the I death whistle. Day, what, what happens with the death whistle? Uh, so, I... I bought a... Uh, <laughs> on Amazon. <laughs> I didn't get it on Amazon. I got it from an um, authentic shop where they hand make... Can you make it closer? Yeah. Here, put it right, <laughs> right up next to the thing so they can see. There's, the, there's this family on shop. I don't know if y'all can see that. <laughs> try to keep Aztec heritage alive and they hand make a lot of um, Aztec artifacts and, and share the stories with them to whoever buys them, I guess. So that is an Aztec death whistle. That's how you're supposed to do it. Y'all are terrible at it. That's what, you're, that's what it's supposed to sound like. And that's fucking crazy. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> it sounds like a woman screaming. It smells kind of weird, but... Uh, <laughs> this is Mango. He won't leave me alone. Mango wants to be on the show. Yeah. Yeah, we He's like Mango. Mascot, so. <laughs> Mango's about to go. Mango the mascot. We love it. <laughs> So what exactly is the purpose of selling a death whistle to people? I'm a little confused. Um, to ruin parties. And make people go to death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the shop I bought it from, they're in Mexico. And the reason they sell them is to help keep Aztec heritage alive and culture alive. So they, they hand make all these things. And when they send it to you, they send like, the, the backstory to whatever object you buy from them. So, also, just to make money. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're not cheap. Yeah. yeah it doesn't need to be any louder. Yeah. No, it doesn't. That's terrible. <laughs> That's the worst point. That's the worst sound. It's supposed to be it's, terrible. It's what it, it chases people to hell or so, it makes them run to hell. Well, <laughs> That's what it said. Like it, it guides the spirits to the afterlife, and I just I don't they, understand they that. They also use them in war. <clears throat> so if you can think about like a hundred thousand people running through the jungle, and all you hear are these really loud, creepy screams, it would scare the fuck out of the enemy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's the point: is to scare the other person. Three of those, I'd turn the fuck around. If I heard that, I'm out of there. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I mean. If I were in an enemy army camping out overnight in the woods and I heard a bunch of those just come up screaming at me, I, fuck this, I'm gone. <laughs> Y'all can have whatever I was defending, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> fuck, fuck that cabin or whatever. <laughs> fuck that country. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. Ryan, There's only we got two left. Yeah, Ryan. Uh, all right. 
and you'll be your next. This axe right here belonged to Mr. David Eldridge. He was a lumberjack in the early 1900s, and he didn't do what you felt. He kills people at lumberjack farms because he's ever so slightly rain-mannish, and he loves angles and trying to make the things harder. So he would cut trees down and accidentally kill his coworkers with the trees by not yelling timber or anything before falling ahead. Kill a couple, move to the next camp. 13 people before they called him. What a bastard. Yep. He's an asshole. David. Nobody likes David. Nobody we like likes. him. Yeah, the tree did it. Technically, that's illegal, I guess. That's it. The tree did it. Did he steal their hard hats? I don't think they had hard hats. He's like, hundreds I want that. I want that. Leather helmet and football and shit. They didn't wear a hat. Google when the first hard hat was. There you go. Yeah, because I mean, no, no, there was no plastic back then. There was no bakelite or anything. That's before. <laughs> I think hard hats have been around since 1800. Well, like a metal helmet. Oh, it's plastic. Well, that's what they made them out of. 1919, early 1900s. You think everybody had a helmet at Lumberjack Farms? No. <laughs> I would hope so. I want to see the movie of that. Yeah. I'm going to make the movie of that. That's all. Just FYI, if a tree falls on you and you have that hard hat on, you're still going to die. All right, is it my turn? It's Kelly's turn. Right. Apparently, she's been working on this for months. I have been working on it for months. Is it a I calendar? I looked it up earlier. Um, it was March when we had Joe on. Seems so it's been four months. Yeah. And, and in that episode, you told him that you were going to meet again in August. So maybe he's got it, you know, maybe he's a month out. <laughs> August 3rd. Next Y'all be month, ready. Six o'clock. Did you, Somebody's and, time. Did you fucking embroider that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you got out there. Hold it up. Okay. She did all that. <laughs> Holy oh shit. Oh my God. You learned cross stitch for this. I, I always knew how to cross stitch. I said that's the only creative thing that I know how to do. That's fucking me. <laughs> yeah. All right. He's a little crown. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Betty owned a bar in a small town called Coral Ridge. It wasn't a great bar or even a good bar by most standards, but it was the only bar for 20 miles and that was enough to keep Betty in business. The bar was called The Devil May Care. Betty would often say, The Devil May Care, but I sure as hell don't. Betty had her own problems and if you lived in Coral Ridge for any length of time, you knew enough not to ask about them. All the regulars knew about her family, about how her dad had shot her mom and about why she kept that ugly, unfinished needlepoint hanging behind the bar. Every once in a while, a stranger would wander in, usually someone lost and looking for the newest, for the nearest real city. <clears throat> Sometimes the stranger would order a beer, point to the pink knotted mess behind the bar and say, what's the story with that? <laughs> Nine times out of 10, Betty would say, none of your business. On the rare occasion that Betty offered another response, she would simply say, it reminds me of my mama. I've lived in Coral Ridge my whole life. I grew up in the house across the street from where Betty lived with her parents, Paul and June. Sometimes Betty and I would ride bikes after school. Sometimes Betty would come over to my house to play with my dog, Buddy. 
I guess Betty was probably lonely with no siblings or pets. <clears throat> I remember the night that it happened. I was 12, which would have made Betty 11. There was a single gunshot around 8 p.m. and then the sirens came about 15 minutes later. We all ran outside to try to figure out what was going on. The next morning, we learned that Paul had been arrested for murdering June. Betty had called the police herself. I can't imagine how terrified she must have been. Now I stop by the bar every so often to check on Betty. Like most of the regulars, I knew that Betty's mom had been working on that unfinished flamingo when she was killed. I remember that Betty's house was full of those tacky things. I heard June say once that the stitching helped to calm her nerves and she just liked flamingos. Once while we were alone in the bar, I asked Betty how she could stand to keep around such a, vi a vivid reminder of that night. She said, the stitching made mama calm and we loved her when she was calm. If she hadn't been so wild sometimes, I don't think daddy would have killed her. Anyway, I like to think that whatever made mama so restless is trapped in this flamingo. As long as I keep it here, maybe it'll let mama rest in peace. Aw. Awesome. That's like a sad country song. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really was working on that shit for months and look like I, and it is unfinished it's it one of these fun. it's like cross stitch by numbers so she knows yeah. what color to put where yeah man we love it again another deep story i like it <laughs> that's that awesome podversary <laughs> so yeah there were a lot of fucking squares on this thing. <laughs> I didn't realize how many squares. It's like Minesweeper on the hardest difficulty. Yeah. <laughs> Mind stitch. That is awesome. Yay! Yeah, love that one as well. Big story. In yeah. doing some uh, research for this, I did notice, and you will love this, this is going to be your new favorite thing. If you go on eBay and search for haunted doll, there's fucking hundreds of them. Yeah. <laughs> have you done that? I have. I've not done that, but that's amazing. amazing. I'm gonna, I've got a couple saved, which are just amazing. <laughs> this, this, these, these clearly are people that are, they're, they're just charlatans, ser seriously. But I'll read the description of the ghost that this okay. guy tells him that this is what's in his, uh, in his um, haunted. Um, <laughs> Oh dear. So th this is this is this is evil beyond compare, right? So you ready? This is the description of the ghost trapped inside this haunted object, this this doll. <laughs> John was 77 years of age when he died. He died in prison. He was a lifer. John made the best of prison. He got to appreciate the small things in life. He regretted taking a life, but it, this seemed to count for nothing. He eventually believed in God and believed he was lucky enough to be alive and no one messed with him because of his size and his very deep voice. He had massive hands and face and feet. This vessel he's trapped in is not harmful. Um, he's good to have around. He's quite loyal. And I have to say it's for entertainment purposes because of eBay, yeah? You want to see a picture of John trapped inside? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. This is John. You ready? More than I've ever wanted to <laughs> Very, very, very <laughs> How good is that? That's going to cost you eleven pounds. So £11 probably about eight bucks to you guys. <laughs> like eight bucks for your own haunted shit on eBay. <laughs> I know. Right after we did our um, haunted objects 
thing, or it might have been when we had first decided we were doing it. I don't know, but I was looking. And I found on Etsy, you can find a bunch of Dybbuk boxes. Oh, because I didn't know what a Dybbuk box was, but they're just, they're all over Etsy. People are just like making them. I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. No, I'm not. We got another one. This was, this is this girl. She was seven years old and she died in a car crash along with all of her family because the driver had a stroke. I don't know how a seven-year-old would know that. But anyway, that's what happened. (laughs) And, uh. She likes sweet tobacco. She's seven. <laughs> sweet tobacco, coconut mushrooms, marshmallows. She, this vessel that she's in, she loves to dance, pogo, and goose step around the hallway. Yeah, so I had to buy that, didn't I? I had to, I had to fucking buy this one. Do you want to see this? this uh, yes. <laughs> we need to see all of these. So this one, this, this, this one, look. Terrifying. So far, she has not goose stepped around our hallway. Did you give her she some hasn't pogo and she sweet hasn't tobacco. eaten no sweet tobacco. No. That looks like Kirsten ripped off on eBay. Yes. <laughs> ripped off. Great. It looks like you have an American doll thing or whatever. American girl doll. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to leave bad feedback, negative feedback for a negative spirit. (laughs) (laughs) We had an idea. We thought if we like won a lot of money, we could make a haunted theme park where we could buy some buy some land and just buy uh, build up a nice little village like you get at Disney, but buy all of the haunted objects in the world. And put them all in one place, and then like really annoy them by like poking <laughs> on them and yeah, <laughs> pee on them and stuff, and make them really pissed all the spirits. <laughs> and it would be the best theme park in the world. I would go there. Like thirteen go. <laughs> I would absolutely take people there. I got a message from Joe. Um, he says trying to get their Wi-Fi disaster here. If if any get on in thirty, I'll try to go to the neighbors. My cursed object is the internet. I <laughs> <laughs> got rid of Nelson's to text you. Oh no! I, I figured he was I having mean, the fires some were messing up. It's probably messed up everybody's internet. What up. we need to do is, if if he turns up the the second he comes on, everyone just go goodbye. Then we see you next oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> and then blow the death whistle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless his heart. Yeah, yeah. that would be amazing. Have you got any haunted um, like places nearby where you are? Is there any stories of hauntings close South by? South Carolina is haunted as balls. <laughs> what, what is? South Carolina, that's where we are. Yeah, it's haunted it? as balls. That's according to Barks Brews and a, cast, a casket for two. They actually said that on their show. South Carolina is haunted as balls. <laughs> Why is it so haunted then? I know. Um, we got like a the hep- plantations. We got right. plantations and we got like a hepatitis hospital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not children's park right yes yeah, so, so what yeah that's fine 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. The, have you been there? No. Heard clocks. No. There's like all the oh, Confederate the soldiers and stuff <laughs> that built yeah, everything. What got turned into a Walmart? <laughs> Children's graveyard. <laughs> Drinking. Okay. Did I move the champagne out of it? I built it right on top. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon I can hit you with Hold the on, champagne. Hold on, y'all. Hold your glasses. Yeah, we'll we'll popping champagne. We won't destroy. You say popping. <laughs> Just keep, keep talking. I'll be here for twenty minutes. You're gonna have to pop it off. You're gonna have to pop it off. Was it popping bottles? Like a blizzard. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want it going everywhere. Blizzards. 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 We're gonna get taken down. <laughs> I'll take copyright strike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody could even name who that is. Um, Just here, sir. Let's do it. Let's toast Drunk Theory's anniversary. <laughs> Man, I wish I thought we'd get champagne. I thought they'd get the pot then. We're just like, we're in some solo. We had that like cheap ass pink champagne shit at our wedding. Okay, then I have had it. That's the first time. Okay. That's the only time ever. I've only ever had wine. Because we just decided like the night before, it's like, let's get some champagne. But like all that was open was like angles or whatever. We just had to get what they had. I should have got it anyway. Barbecue champagne, you should have had. Barbecue champagne. I'm going to pour this and I'm going to tell you a haunted story. Are we drinking a spirit? Right? <laughs> Which has a little tie to the, the last episode of Haunted Object. I like the barbecue shit, by the way. I thought it was yummy. I feel like if I had my jaw wired shut and I really wanted barbecue potato chips, that's what they would give me. It's a fucking disgusting. That sounds like a Kanye West <laughs> I mean, it's, oh, it's very fizzy. I like it. Crazy like that. Have y'all had champagne yeah, before? Exactly. Or is it yeah. yeah. Oh. Always. We always. With my it. breakfast cereal. Yeah. <laughs> we put it in tea. We're English. <laughs> we put it in tea. We do. Because we all know the Queen, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Have you met the Queen? <laughs> like, yeah. totally. She's always. Yeah. Fucking throwing stones at my window at night, coming around <laughs> to borrow sugar. She's a bloody nightmare. <laughs> She's in practice on the day. I bet she likes to party. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Busy loves to party. You walk by rocking and like multicolored lights. Just the right. Yeah, ripping it. I bet she listens to drum and bass. How long have y'all been going? What, alive or? Yeah. <laughs> Either one. How long have y'all been doing your... We started in January, about January the 4th this year. Really? That's... So six months. Y'all seem more polished. You think? We're older <laughs> than because we use polish. It seems like it, I even, like, without the video, y'all are more put together. Yeah, y'all are better than us. Yeah, yeah. like, look, I mean, look at all this shit behind us. Like, y'all just have a nice, clean wall. <laughs> Everybody can talk. You have champagne. We have. <laughs> I mean, in our house, it would be worse. So this isn't I mean, where we we normally we have to make yeah, a deal. We a we make, we're making a pact, right, with all of the all the other podcasts we talk to on Twitter. We're we're all making a pact, okay? 
whoever hits it big first holds the party for everyone else, yeah? Oh, definitely. So if, if like, whoever does it, we all fly everybody in and we all have an awesome party. Hell yeah. That's what we're, we're going to do. We're going to make a Wikipedia page for drug theory and we're just going to say we're famous and then everybody will believe it. So Yeah. We're going to go, oh, we can put a whole part on there. We can be like, y'all, they're so famous and they're friends with these people. And then just yes. put links yes. to all the other good podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Make up all of that. Make yeah. your own <laughs> Screenshot it before they change no, it. No Jeff Bezos at that all. That's, we got to make sure we put that in there. <laughs> We, we started the petition. Can't change it. What, it's our podcast. Yeah, we started the petition. <laughs> if, it's, if it's their podcast, they can't change it because, like, it's their facts. Facts. Yeah, like, yeah. Who knows? That's true. Quick facts. <laughs> Are they gonna? Were they gonna email you? Like, do you actually know Kanye West? I do. Yeah, he cleans my pool yeah. every day. <gasps> Haunted burp. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's mine. Uh. <laughs> It's gonna happen like 20 more times. I was talking about this the other day, and I feel like we should have an app that's just Karen Burpin. It could just be like the ring talk. Oh, you can see a burp with different notes. Like if you send us that, yeah, send us that burp, man, and Forrest will sample that. No problem. Trump sound theory. That's, that's, it. that's a million dollars right there. Million dollars. I'm working with all of our Illuminati. Confirmed. We're there. Cheers, cheers. Cheers. Well, it's your guys. Happy podversary. Drunk theory. Yeah. Here's to many more. Chin chin. Thanks for having us on. Thank you for coming. You don't have to don't leave yet unless you gotta go to bed. I know it's super fucking late there. No, we're good. We're all good. Plenty, plenty of drinks left. Hell yeah. Yeah, but, y'all don't have work and, and shit tomorrow, do you? England done really well in the, in the football or soccer, as you I would call it. I something about that. Yeah, so we're, we're carrying on, so it's yeah. a celebration. Oh, right, so part of, uh, part of what we're doing for Series 2 is we might do some outdoor, like, record some audio outdoors, and we're planning to go to some haunted places and do some sort yeah. of Midnight exploration in haunted places. Hell yeah. yeah. Yes. Ghost so, hunting shit. We talked about yeah, that. All you know, that. you can buy all that gear on fucking eBay. Yep. So that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna get some recording together. So one of the places we want to go to is a place it's about an hour away from us and it's uh, a woods called Backton Woods. Um and basically it's supposed to be a really haunted woods in England, and the and the story goes like this essentially of why this wood is haunted. So in 1797, there was a guy called William Suffolk. And like men tend to do, he was having an affair with his neighbour, who was a woman called Mary Beck. Um, as will like to happen as well, Mary got pregnant. And because it was a child in secret, she hid the pregnancy. And when the child was born, they conspired together and William killed the baby and buried the baby. Her brother found out about this and said, you've got to end the affair with, with uh, William, which he was, she was going to do. So on the 3rd of February in 1797, which coincidentally is my wife's birthday, not 1797, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> on February the 3rd, they met outside of the, the village they lived, a place called North Walsham they lived. Um, <clears throat> William's idea was to run away. We're going to run away together. But Mary was dead against it and she was going to break up with him. And he flew into a rage, 
he picked up um, a thick branch and he beat her to what he thought was dead, beat her down. And then he dragged her lifeless body and he laid her out on a cart track with her head in one of the cart ruts, thinking that she would be discovered and people would think that she'd obviously had an accident and been hit by a cart, like one of the first hit and runs. So, but when she was found, she had just enough life left in her to give up that William was the guy that had, um, that had um, attacked her. So the police go and they, they arrest him. Um, and it was, this was reported in a magazine called The Gentleman's Magazine of 1797, um, which is also interesting in that it was the first publication to use the word magazine, which comes from the French word, which means storehouse what magazine is so so and in this magazine he said if I knew she was still alive I would still be beating her now but unfortunately <laughs> two days two days later on the 5th of February Mary died so he was charged with murder and he was hanged at Norwich Castle on the 25th of March in 1797 and this is where it ties in a little bit with the last episode where they decided he would be gibbeted not gibbeted but <laughs> so what they did and is they they dipped his body in pitch so a type of tar so it was all covered in like a black sticky tar and they gibbeted his body which is an iron cage in the shape of a human being so you've got the head and the body um, and he was taken to Backton Woods where he was hung from a post and gibbeted in the woods and and gibbets often have an air of hauntedness about them because they sway in the wind and it almost looks like the body is shaking the cage, um, which gave it the, the, the weird look of a gibbeted body. And there was about, I think from about 1740 to about 1820, there was about 144 people gibbeted in the UK. Um, he was there about five years in the woods. Uh, at first it's, you know, it's um, people come and they see and it's all exciting. But as, of course, the body rots and collapses down into the cage and liquefies, it gets pretty gross pretty quick and pretty horrific. And local people nearby would have to close their doors and windows to, to, from the smell. But just back, like back then, like now, there's people like us. And people would go and they'd steal a bone or a bit of, bit of cloth or something as a bit of a weird macabre souvenir to take away. So eventually, after the five years, his body's gone. Um, and bizarrely at the time as well, someone took the gibbet and repurposed it into making their cottage. So they used the iron to make iron work in their house. Um, but soon after the sheriff of the area, he demanded that the post be removed and all of the land leveled because no animal would pass this spot. So um, essentially the horses would rear up, dogs wouldn't go past it and people could still hear the gibbet swinging in the wind. Um, and even recently, a group of children were playing in Backton Woods and they said they came across the skeleton of a man, you know, or a skeleton laying in the grass. And they ran home really scared to their parents of which came back and of course nothing was found. But the kids will say we'll never go back into the woods. So yeah, so Backton Woods, about an hour away, still supposed to be haunted by William Suffolk for these, you know, two, three hundred years. And that's where we're going to go for our that's first. Oh, that would go, man. I wish Ooh, we were so there. I'm thinking about these fucked up ways to kill people like that. That's like some. I have a question like about the the, thing. the the gibbet or whatever. Yeah. So, like, I guess the government owns those. They reuse them. No people. Well, they say that 
Well, <laughs> that one got stolen, but is it? They say there was well, a bit of confusion. Chair, they use the electric chair to kill a bunch of different people. It's That's not, true. this is your electric okay. chair. So. I think they said there was a bit of confusion when they dipped him in the, the pitch to preserve the body while they made the gibbet. So whether they, because it was made of iron and it had to be forged by a, a blacksmith and riveted together. So everybody who gets one gets their own personal gibbet. <laughs> they probably let <laughs> so like to warn other people not to do whatever you did. Okay. You're, you're like a warning basically. <laughs> so yeah, you're you're tarred and fucking putting metal so that you know I can fuck with you. That's a great That's like the most creative way That's to kill up. people. Like, what are the torture and everything came from y'all? What are y'all's methods of execution right now? Or do y'all do that over there? There isn't any. No. Y'all don't no kill people over there. We have like two different ways in our state. Yeah, they just had to um. Y'all heard there was like five people yeah. on death row. They had to stop it because now they have to give them the option of firing squad, which I don't understand why they ever took away the firing squad. If I was getting executed, I'm firing squad all day long. It's really I, it's hard to find people that actually no do it. There's no fucking they question put, about it. They have to put blanks and multiple people's guns because a lot of people uh, yeah. want to pull the trigger. Do what? Sure well, you don't want that person also. They don't just murder people. They probably also work as guards. We, so you don't want that guy. Yeah. We just brought this, back no. the firing squad because apparently like. there's a shortage of lethal injection drugs, which makes you yeah. wonder. <laughs> it's like insane, <laughs> isn't it? They, they Why is there a shortage of euthanize thousands of animals every day? So you think well, surely they're just going to use the same yeah. stuff? Yeah. Who knows? What would you choose? You go firing squad. squad. Firing squad all fucking day long. Ain't no question about it. Firing squad. What's your last meal going to be? Oh. What's your last meal? I don't know. Can I have pot brownies? <laughs> you can have nothing. Counters? Pot brownies and a shrimp cocktail to drink. <laughs> shrimp tea. Yes. Pot brownies and shrimp tea. Yeah. That's it. You're so excited. It's always worth murdering someone <laughs> just to get the food. Like so bad. That's true. What if, you, what if you're having a bad trip and then like when you die, whatever happens when you die, what if just like... For all of eternity, it, you're having a bad. What, trip. what if it makes the, the you dying last twenty times longer? You like you like you get electrocuted, and then two seconds later, instead of being dead, it feels like seven years of being That's electrocuted. True. That would be shitty. Risk it to get a biscuit. You would do the electric chair before the firing squad. No, I'm taking the electric chair because as a last bit of defiance. Y'all are gonna waste fucking electricity in front of my Somebody's paying for this shit. <laughs> You'd be like, this is oh, costing six, six bullets are <laughs> 20,000 <laughs> volts. Surely, like, the lethal injections just going, going to sleep, isn't it? Surely that's I, a better one. That's what I always thought, but apparently that's not true at all. Yeah. No, apparently it's bad. the worst thing ever. Yeah, the, you just can't tell because um, the first it, thing is a paralytic. It paralyzes. But it doesn't make you stop feeling the pain. And apparently yeah. the second thing that stops your heart hurts really bad. The sodium shit fucks your vein. Like it feels like burning through so your So you're like going into convulsions, but not even see it because paralyzed. Yeah. yeah. So wow. I'm, the gas chamber was probably the safest thing and they don't do that anywhere for some well, reason. Well, that was also awful. That seems terrible. I heard it was, heard it was better. Maybe what, about, yeah, what about you? <laughs> How are you going out? Mm, I'll take the gibbet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, they used to do the hung, hung drawn and quartered what about that for medieval torture just, they're not fucking that up if like, guillotine is on the table I might go guillotine Yeah. you would be surprised how many times a guillotine fucked up though if it falls so? down and gets stuck one way it goes kind of sideways and it's only yeah. going a, a, real slow yeah. you don't die instantly then they have to do it manually 
we had this we had this on one of our pods as well it's like if you the the we you know your brain is conscious because it's got oxygenated blood so if you cut your head off it's still got oxygenated blood so you're still going to have an amount of consciousness and they See your hand rolling away from your body. There was a dude that that after they got cut off, he would look and try to contact them and they would like they would ask them questions and they could blink their eyes. Yeah. Definitely conscious for at least five or six seconds, sometimes up to 30. That might be kind of (laughs) cool. I'm going I feel like that would be terrifying. Oh my god, but you you want to that? (laughs) I mean nobody, just the head floating around. I mean, all of it would be terrifying. I hope nobody ever wants to exit. What if they do four people before you and you're just face down and a bunch of other headless or in a bucket of heads with blood like that? How is that good? Grim. (laughs) I mean if they kill you know, uh, have you heard of you heard of being hung, drawn, and quartered? Well, no, I, I would never want that. That seems terrible. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what that is? Yeah. <laughs> like with the horses. That's the horses. Yeah, they hang hang you until you're just about dead and then let you down and then use a, a blade to essentially cut you open from the neck down and across your stomach so all your guts are falling out and then have four horses talk, tear you into quarters. Beautiful. They never went at the exact same time, so you would just get an armor. Go medieval England. And they'd reset it. Yeah. That's, a, that's a lot. Yeah. I'm going to veto that one. I, <laughs> <laughs> and I killed myself before I got there. That's no. fucked up. Yeah. You're not going to skim me alive or whatever. Yeah. I wouldn't want to hang. I feel like that would be That's good. apparently good. If they drop you the right way, your neck immediately breaks, then you're already dead. It's yeah. not, you're not supposed to choke to death. You're, it's supposed to drop you, break your neck, and yeah. then you're dead. That's a, that was supposed to be humane, and then somebody too big or a shitty rope, or they use it too many times, and then you fall. And it's more. See, they yeah. reuse the rope too. They should, yeah, you won't be the first person of the day to be killed. It's more the length. You want to be the first. Yeah. Well, yeah. If I, I mean, I want to make whatever. I'm going first. I gotta go. I, gotta, I don't want to watch seven other people die and then That's wait my turn. That seems it. fucking terrible. Everybody you though, they put them, bags on their head, right? Like firing squad, you get a bag on your head. Like your chair, you get the thing on your head. That's How really because you get the bag on your Well, head, they really right? just did that so people had to look at you and they didn't want to see your fucking. Yeah, man, when your eyes are bulging and yeah. you're yeah. bleeding out your eyes and stuff. I think when they not, hang. Not your best look. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they just blindfold you so you don't know when it's British. coming and you can't tense up. Mm. No, they're not British. It's not good. No, can, can you actually request to have the bag removed? Yeah. <laughs> I want them to suffer as well. <laughs> Look in my eyes. Religion? Can you paint a turtle on my face? <laughs> Y'all can't put a bag on my head. Like That's it. Go for some face paint. I have the tiger. Wow. Oh dear. Well, um, have I know you talking about haunted places? Have y'all ever done the Jack the Ripper tour? Um, no, I've done the Dracula tour, which is up at uh, a place called Whitby. I didn't Which know that was the, the East Coast. Uh, yeah, um, in Dracula, Bram Stoker wrote that when Dracula came into England, it, it was he was landed at Whitby. Um, and there's Whitby um, Abbey, which is at the top of the hill, which is all down. And it's all, the, obviously, it's a, a, a story. But yeah, if you go to Whitby, they've got like the Dracula experience. And it's got like live actors and stuff, of which I didn't know there were live actors. And I... <laughs> crapped my pants when they, they've got it's all built in this building but there's like trapped like weird secret passageways so this dude like melts into the wall and then appears again and it's all a bit and it does freak you out a bit 
Oh, that's <laughs> fucking neat. Yeah. Did I send you the Elvira thing? Uh-uh. Like, you could do a thing, like, next year with Elvira in Romania. Like, tour Romania with Elvira. I would do that. Yeah. I'm doing it. That sounds I'm like, awesome. I'm seriously thinking about pulling out my 401k for this. Like, <laughs> like, fuck my retirement. Like my retirement. I'm, I'm going to Romania. I'm going to Romania with Elvira. I, I thought she'd be dead by now. She was old enough then, wasn't she? She is very, very old. No shit. She, and she in her really? 70s? No, she's in her 50s. She, she's, no. <laughs> no way. She was only like 20-something. Hold on. She, she had no. Period, but she wasn't really that old. Like she's I'm going 72. Older. Yeah, she's only like 58 or some shit. Maybe 69. Never. Dude, we're 40. She is 69 years old. <laughs> yeah, I was closer with my 72. Boom. Elvira. She's almost 70. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to out of the country. I don't. I didn't even know her many was real. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. I used to work with a girl from Romania. Where is it? Near Romania is just a myth, isn't it? Yeah, it's a haunted object. It is a haunted object. Romania is not real. Everybody knows that. It's near, it's near fucking Kazakhstan and all that shit. They're all. Oh, I don't do the stands. Estonia. There's a bunch of. <laughs> It's down in Ollie, don't you understand? What else is it real? The birds aren't real. Birds aren't real. <laughs> oh, yeah, Australia is real. <laughs> yeah. Queen. Yeah, man, you talk about some absolutely fucking crazy stuff. It's like birds aren't real. I mean, it's just the no, we don't insane... stuff we technically believe. It's just conspiracy. I love the birds aren't real thing, though. That could be true. I mean, have you ever looked at a fucking bird? Birds are real. We know they birds are. Birds are real. It's like, exactly. It's like I've looked inside birds and they're definitely real. <laughs> I've had pet birds. I know that birds are real. But it's funny that there are people who think that they Holy shit. Well, well, they're um, exotic birds, so they would have been that's from true. another country. It's only the United States birds that are yeah. real. So your birds are real. No, I don't. I've never seen a fake bird, unless we're spying on them. Yeah, they might be. <laughs> what what conspiracy theory do you, would you really love to be real? Oh, man. To be to be come out and be proof what the queen. Yeah. <laughs> it's never going to happen, mate. I, I like the doppelgangers, like that there are multiple Beyonce's and that there are like, you know, uh, Avril Lavigne. Yeah, I was going to say the original, what's his name? Paul, I don't like that Paul one. McCartney, who got killed from the Beatles? Paul McCartney. Oh, it was him. Yeah, they were yeah. like, okay, yeah. I don't like, I don't like that one. I don't like the, one. I don't like there being more than one because then like, now I'm wondering if there's more than one of you. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why are there more than one of people? There That's is only not one right. me. Nobody can be as annoying as me. That sounds like something McClellan would say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dude, I can't argue with that. <laughs> I don't know what a clone would say because I'm not a clone. But that's what a clone would say. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Imagine if you had a really bad trip and thought you were a clone of yourself. That would be amazing. Oh, imposter syndrome. That'd fuck you up. That's that, a real thing. That would be crazy. Yeah. Oh, another thing. Is, is that a real thing? Yeah, imposter syndrome, syndrome, you think you're not you. You're pretending you to be you. It's a real mental disorder. I didn't realize. Oh, that's true. That's fucking wild. That's it. Conversations in the mirror with yourself that's not yourself. <laughs> that would be freaky. What's Alan's in Wonderland theory? Apparently, 
Um, it's Alice in Wonderland syndrome, and it's where you feel like you're bigger than you are, or you feel like you're smaller than you really are. Big Foss has got that. People that duck going through doorways when there's no fucking reason for you to duck yeah. through this doorway because you're five feet tall, but because they, they feel bigger than oh, they really are, or they feel smaller than they really are. Or maybe they don't have depth perception and they can't tell how far away the top of that doorway is. <laughs> Maybe they've got one eye closed. <laughs> like, I mean, you're like, the car's about to hit us and you're way down the road. You're freaking me out. I do not. When I asked you to read a sign, you were like, I can't read that on my glasses. <laughs> Why are you freaking out in the car when I'm driving if you can't see? It's because he can't drive. What about aliens? Is aliens real? So. Aliens are absolutely real. I think it's ridiculous people that think they're not. Our government came out and said they were real twice now. So. Oh, I did think... anybody read any of those papers that came out? No. I didn't either because I don't read. I was hoping, <laughs> hoping y'all had read. Where's yours, Finn? Where's my wall? I think that in an infinite universe, there must be intelligent life. But as to whether they're coming to our planet, I think that's a different thing. I think the distance involved would make it virtually impossible. Impossible for us. but they Impossible for them to get here. <laughs> But if you're like, like, hang out here, it sucks. Yeah. The same reason every once in a while on a Friday night, you just really want to go to the trailer park. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> you're like, I never, I never just want to go to the trailer park. <laughs> no. Then I feel sorry for you. <laughs> what if aliens arrived and there was like all their ships made of Lego bricks? <laughs> like, like, like Lego, Lego like copyrighted Lego bricks. Uh, yeah. What is it, a mobile home community? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I remember them getting all pissed off about that, like, in next door. Like, Do y'all have um, trailer parks? <laughs> no. We live in castles. We live in castles. We have chauffeurs. Like We're so British, we always have tea on us. No cars. Oh, right. oh, check it out. Look, Robert, give me tea. Yeah, yes, I have my emergency. See, come on. Here. See, look, tea bags. We always have tea on us. <laughs> look. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's how British we are. We're so British, we've always well, got do, snacks. Like, do y'all have rednecks? Uh, what? Rednecks. <laughs> no. We have council estate chevs. There you go. <laughs> oh, I, I, did you know that? <laughs> we have like chevs, don't we? Like live on a council estate, mate. I'll stick you with a knife. <laughs> I know things. I read. I don't know. Ryan's eating. What? Who said oh, we could have snacks? Leo, I'm sorry. We got Zaxby's over here. Do y'all have Zaxby's? Hang on, wait, Robert. What have you got for me? Uh, well, we need snacks. In my pocket, you see, I have. This. Yeah, keep it coming. <laughs> keep it coming. <laughs> Nice. That was brilliant. Baguette. Is that a baguette? Is <laughs> there wearing like cloud pants under there? Like, he just got like a whole bunch of stuff. I need a knife. Oh, well, here you go. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so we, gonna, we, we bought a picnic as well. Did you bring a picnic? <laughs> I need a proper knife to cut this. That is a proper knife. Bread knife. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done on our anniversary again. No, I love it. I love what it. What are you on about? What I was hoping for. We're, we're having snacks. You carry on. <laughs> Don't mind us. <laughs> what? That is amazing. <laughs> I think Apparently, I just cut through the microphone. So oh, no, there we go. No, no, no. <laughs> there we go. Right, we've got bread. It's delicious. Yeah. Oh, well, I saw it. You need butter. It is a bit. It is a bit dry. You need. 
I got butter. We got butter as well, so that's good. Mobile home community. A mobile home community. Trailer park is the mobile home community. Did one of y'all just pull butter out of your pants? Yeah. We're behaving like cavemen. We need a plate. We need a plate. A whole tub of butter. He has That's it. Oh it is a bit. It is a bit plain. Have you got anything like a nice cheese? We're not Philistines. Bad cheese, yeah, good. We've got cheese as well. Carry on, carry on. Don't mind us. We're having a picnic. <laughs> well, we've got Zaxby's and some paper plate. We're not pulling it out of our pants. <laughs> you should try. You'd be amazed what's in there. Nothing else is gonna fit in my pants. I'm <laughs> not a whole lot of fit in mine either. Good bread. No, it's not good. The <laughs> queen did well. Cheers, by the way. <laughs> Ryan can eat as well. That's amazing. We love y'all so much. We strive to be the podcasters that y'all. That's right. <laughs> no, honestly, you guys are amazing. I really, can I just say, on a serious note, when we first started, you were one of the first podcasts I listened to. I really, I, lo I love the... Like the fact what you see is like a loose and unorganizedness is what I think really makes your podcast awesome. So oh, really like it. Thank you. Yeah, you all seem like a, a very happy family unit. There's obviously a lot of love there. So yeah, that rock on anymore. We don't ever want it to feel like work. So we don't really put a lot into it. Yeah, we're just like. I know you court. don't, Matthew. I know you don't. <laughs> Sometimes we struggled. <laughs> we're like, what the fuck are we going to do with this? <laughs> that's I how think, come yeah. sometimes we'll go two or three weeks without posting something. I think that's the thing. You can be your own worst critic. We're the same. We're like, we'll, we'll record something and we're like, there's nothing there. It's not good enough. But you throw it together. And like when, when it comes down to it, we are literally playing to relatively a minor amount of people. There's not, we haven't got loads and loads of listeners. It's just, we just really enjoy doing it. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that's what it is. And it's just amazing that people listen and the, the fun we have on Twitter is awesome. We figured um, yeah. our mom would be the only one who listens to us. And she, she doesn't, doesn't even listen. listen. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. doesn't give a shit what we're doing. My mom can't stand it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, no. Well, what we do, she's just like, oh, don't get it. Don't get it. You should have she, her she'd on. never listen. Be My mom, she's fucking oh, mental. No. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. I've had... So much vodka. How much? So, so much. So much. That's an official measure. Yeah. 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 Also, ounce, two ounce. Is so a, much. Oh yeah, we use fuck ton. Do y'all use fuck ton as a measurement? A fuck ton. We also yeah. use metric fuck ton if it's like a fucking. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. Like we use shit loads. Shit loads in here, man. Yeah. Well, I use shit loads. We use shit, shit loads. loads. Yes. <laughs> so, what are you doing for Independence Day then? We don't ever really do anything. We thought about buying fireworks on the way over here because last time we were here, we shot off fireworks in their driveway. So, we we're like, well, that would be fun to do again. And then we went home and took naps instead. Amazing. <laughs> so what year was what year was the uh, Declaration of Independence signed? 1776. What? No, I don't know. Is that right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. <laughs> and if you drink that, you rip it. What? You can buy it. 
Did you know? Of seventeen hundred and seventy-six. Uh, beer. Like a That's a whole pallet of beer. Where is That's it? A big box. They made four of them, and they're all sold out. Didn't they? Didn't they decide independence two days before, but it wasn't declared for two days later? Yeah. Yeah. They, they redid them. some stuff and That's... rewrote a couple of things and waited a couple of days and redid it. That's yeah. Nice. And they said, let's not tell anyone just yet. <laughs> let's keep it as a surprise. They decided on a Thursday and they now just thought, we'll party more at the weekend. Let's tell them on Thursday. Is that the same time that we don't know the tea in the water? Or we no, don't know the tea? Then we Taxation without representation, then we fucked up everything with the Boston Tea Party. And that's, most people think it's a little bit of tea. Their compressed little things of each little square was enough for one person to drink for a year. So they threw away. Do you know, do you know how pissed we were? We didn't have tea back then. Angry. England <laughs> went mental. We fucked like, There's no tea. Yeah. You left us tealess. That's our fault. I feel like uh, my bad. <laughs> like y'all should probably celebrate Independence Day as like the day that y'all got rid of. <laughs> yeah, where are y'all's trailer park? Well, that's that's the cool thing. Like, that moved out of the house. You're you're uh, really English. No what? You're actually English in a weird way. I wish I was English. Like y'all have better accents than we do. What's really funny is like we listen to the podcast and we're like they're American. That's so fucking cool. And then American people go, they're English, they're so fucking cool. <laughs> it's like, what's that all about? <laughs> Everybody with an accent is cool unless it's a dumb accent. We always get comments like on our southern accents too, though. Yeah. Which, Which I don't think, I have heard way more people who sound way more yeah. redneck or whatever than we do. But that, are, you, are you classed as redneck <laughs> then or not? They what? Do you think? Are you redneck or are you no way fucking we're posh redneck or are you no, not I'm redneck? redneck. We know um, you're part redneck. I'm a redneck, Ryan's a redneck, Matt's a redneck. I'm not a redneck. Matt, you're a fucking redneck. Matt's a fucking have redneck. You got, have you got a truck? Do you barbecue? Do you, you know. drink barbecue drinks? Yeah, I'm I'm in the <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's in front of it? There's something in front of it. Oh, okay. Oh, there's a box of car parts in front of his truck. Redneck. <laughs> tick. Tick. I'm playing redneck. Let's play redneck bingo. <laughs> <laughs> tick. Tick. It's a nice truck. Nice car parts. They got a gun rack in it. Has it got a gun rack? I just happened to see it when we pulled up. So I, I was like, what is this? I didn't know. I thought maybe you were doing something. I don't know. No, the, the trash was just full, so I couldn't put it in there. Yeah. I've been seeing you call Red Ford. Your Red Ford. <laughs> it is a Red Ford, isn't it? I got a Red Ford. I got me a Red Ford. <laughs> but you have a Red Ford. He does have He got me a Red Ford. He got it in the cooler. I think, see, we've seen you on Facebook. It's awesome. We like that car. Well, I reckon we're going to start drinking whiskey, so it might get messy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm already drinking whiskey. <laughs> So, unfortunately, Robert can't pull this out of his pocket. He does have to get up oh, wow. for the official whiskey. So, best way to be. <laughs> Put, a Put a tea bag in it. Put a tea bag in it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I they, they did. <laughs> I don't think it 
Well, yeah, what does teabag mean to y'all? <laughs> It means, um, it means to lower your nutsack on one of <laughs> <laughs> It means the same thing everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I just, the game is universal. Um, that's it. I'm calling it as a rock band name. Oh, no shit. Joe! Yay! You look... You look beaten. Are you okay? I'm not beaten. I'm among friends now. I'm revived. I'm, I'm happy. We, Hi, were about you. we know y'all got some shit going on up there. Everything's on fire or whatever. You okay? Oh, that doesn't affect me. Us rich people in the hill. I'm just kidding. No. I'm actually down <laughs> at the foothills of Hollywood running away from the flames. No, it's pretty, it's pretty good here. Air quality's okay. good. It's only a cool 80 degrees. Ocean breeze blowing from the east. Sweet. Fantastic. Cursed objects everywhere you look. Yes. Well, unfortunately, you missed all of our presentations. I figured. I'm, I'll catch yeah. it. I, you know I'm going to watch the tape. We've I'm going to watch the drinks. tape, but I wanted to see you all. Was, we've uh, done snacks. Yeah. We've done champagne. We're on to whiskey now, so yeah. yeah. Oh, we should introduce everyone. Oh, yes. I, I didn't even, you know, last time I, I was so fancy last time with my mixed drink and everything. I just got the, the bottle here. I've been swigging off the bottle trying to get this. Hi, I'm drinking vodka out of a red Solo cup. <laughs> Crown and Coke. <laughs> the interwebs are working, and I'm Yeah, but lit. let's introduce you. We are joined today with Chat Smash. Yay! Look, they dressed up all fancy. They're drinking fucking, <gasps> they were drinking champagne and shit. But yeah, they won. Good. They had the best haunted object, so they came <gasps> with us. Hey, you good. Bravo. For our podversary. Y'all want to introduce yourselves to Joe? Hi, Joe. It's awesome to be on a podcast with yourself. You're the master of everything cool and horror, and we love you for it. So, yeah, my name's Vinny. This is Big Foss, and this is Finn. But today it's he's Robert. <laughs> Yeah. Robert, <laughs> as an old grizzled, as an old grizzled guy with one foot in classic horror and the other in contemporary horror, I will say. Ultra, ultra, uber congratulations, because, as I always say, horror fans are the most literate, intelligent, and creative fans of all. And I, I know a lot of collectors and people, and I always say, stamp collectors aren't minting, you know, printing stamps, and coin collectors aren't minting coins, but horror collectors, horror fans are always making stuff. So for you to succeed and, and to rise above the fray um, in our community is an incredible Boone and an incredible testament to your talents. So, bravo. bravo. Thank you, sir. Yeah, there's their haunted object. That is really appreciated. Thank you. One of the ones homemade. Our sister, right there. Alicia made this yeah. one. There's a witch lady trapped in here. Is there? It's, it's awesome. It, it's a soul. <laughs> Don't you. Bro. I'm not going to ask you how you got her in there. Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> I know the, fucking I know the, the, I know the mythology of Fatty Arbuckle. What's that? She cross-stitched this for her, right. for her thing. Yeah, the whole, she's been doing it for months. She surprised everybody. That is beautiful. Right? I mean, what the hell? I would want to be haunted by that. No, it, it's so funny because this is the only crafty thing that I know how to do. And for some reason, like when I was younger, like in middle school or some shit, I was such a nerd and I didn't have any friends. So I just learned, learned, how, to cross -stitch. I learned how to cross-stitch. So when we were talking about having to make something, I'm like, fuck, this is the only thing I know how to do. <laughs> <laughs> You did it well. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys were still here. I mean, I, I at least wanted to hear your voices, see your faces, and oh, show yes, up. Yes, yes. The, the interwebs 
the interwebs were my haunted object for today, but but here we are. <laughs> well, other than the interwebs, did you come up with a haunted object of your own or not? I have an actual haunted object. A real one. Real life. Love that. Okay. And I shall share it with you now, if I may. Yes, please do. <laughs> like the vampire, I have to be invited to share. <laughs> you are invited. Oh, come on in. When I was a child, low, low so many years ago, before the invention of dirt, um, I <laughs> lived up at the top of the hill in Hawaii, and it was very unpopulated. They just started building houses there. And I came to realize later in life that this recurring vision that I had, as I described it as a baby, of this white balloon with these black eyes drawn onto it that would appear through my louvered windows night after night in this recurring nightmare. I realized one day when I was watching, not, not too, too long ago, like, like in the past 10 years, that it was a, kind of the traditional alien. Mm-hmm. And I had this sudden revelation that I perhaps had been visited by aliens. And when I said this out loud, my sister said, oh my God, remember I was afraid of that book, that book that had these engravings where the guy's eyes were really almond shaped. I said, that's right. And my mother said, and I remember I was going to work one day and I woke up driving and I'd lost 40 minutes. And we all started relating all of these stories. And I was thinking about that. And suddenly I realized that within this recurring nightmare that I'd had, I'd woken up one morning after having a vivid dream where um, I was being chasing, you know, chasing my relatives who were wrapped up like candy and candy wrappers. And I was chasing them with an ax and I was chopping them into bits and all the bits were chasing me. (laughs) And I thought my grandmother was saying, you should be kind to children. You should be nice to children. As if she was talking to someone off, off screen. I don't know who she was talking to, but the morning after that dream, I woke up and I found this little box. Now, I assumed, since it was antique looking and obviously Euro-American or something, I thought maybe grandma gave it to me. So I just treasured it until I asked grandma if she had, and she said, I've never seen that before in my life. And the other odd thing is I just kept it as an object, but I'd never, ever thought to open it. So finally I did, and what I found inside of it was a thimble. Now, nobody in my family sews, so I don't know where it came from, but it seemed to be as old as this box, and something inside my head told me that this was a gift from them. And I didn't know who them was or have any idea who them was at the time, right? But what I learned over time, even before I made the connection, was if I separated this from this, something terrible would happen. And it would happen pretty instantly. I remember, why I I remember as a kid <laughs> when I discovered it and I opened it up and I went to go play with this because I didn't know what it was at the time. I thought it was just a little, you know, piece for a monopoly or something. So I would go and play with it. And I remember my brother fell through the ceiling. I'd taken it out, closed the box, took one step to go to my room. My brother fell through the, through the roof. He'd been up in the attic messing around, which he always did. And he fell through the roof. Another time, I had the box outside. I don't know why, and I was playing with it. And I pulled this out to show somebody. And almost as the box lid shut, my other brother fell off of this electrical box he was standing on, and a freshly pruned twig went into his knee about two inches, like 
an arrow shot into his knee and he had to have it removed. This followed me all the way to my teenage times well, I can't believe I'm separating it right And I'd separated the two in, in this house. I was telling somebody these stories and my friend, uh, Sean, got his head put through a window in the house. So there's been like five or six episodes where I just, I'm not a superstitious person, but I have a correlation between this thimble being separated from this mysterious box I still know the origin of and terrible things happening to someone close to me. So that's my haunted object. Oh my God, that's fucking Give it to any of you that want it. Does that be like a Dybbuk box? What exactly is a Dybbuk box? A Dybbuk box holds a spirit or something. I don't know. Remember I tasted y'all, I was super drunk. Yeah. It was like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I was like, I think you can buy Dybbuk box. It's been a very good time. Yeah, and then they like wax yeah. them or whatever yeah. shut. Um, so, do you have plans for, like, is that little box in your will or something? What are you going to do when you die? You know what? <laughs> I, I think if I take it with me. Um, You're going to be know, buried with it so nobody can ever separate them? That's I don't want idea. anybody to get hurt. And, you know, of course, I could just be the historian that I that I like to, to think myself and let someone else discover it and see what happens. <laughs> That's amazing. Good job. Can I just can I can I add something in there that like that really like weirdly brought something back to me. Yeah? And this is a 100 percent true story about well this was gonna be 20 20 years ago because if you don't obviously Big Foss is my son and the Finn is my son. So, but when, just before, it was before my wife was pregnant, my wife's called Dawn, before she was pregnant, I got out of the shower one day and I was drying myself and I noticed bizarrely right on the back of my arm where you can barely turn was like three dots on my arm and it was like a, like a laser three dots that you couldn't rub away and it was like a perfect triangle on my inner arm and I was like that's really weird because I would never have seen it if I hadn't really turned my arm around so we were all a bit freaked out and I was like well that's aliens I've been abducted that's really weird and then when she was pregnant with fast with big bus she was in the bath one day and then we noticed on her belly right underneath was three dots almost identical this three weird dots so maybe Maybe I was visited by it as well, but that is a that is a true story. That bizarrely, Joe's story brought back to me. That yeah, I I had this weird mark on me, and then my wife had it. You right, never so, know. Yeah. So, that that I mean, they, who knows? Up, who knows? Maybe you guys were actually secretly human Lego pieces. That's <laughs> it. Pickle <laughs> bricks. The only other don't check now, fast. Keep your clothes on. Don't check now. The only other connection. That's it. I'm checking. We're checking. Let's do it. We gotta keep our clothes on. Hey, what do you mean? That's it. You you check Ryan. Everybody check everyone. I mean. Now I want to be with you guys. See, I'm a good checker. But um, the only other, the only other alien related thing thinking back was I woke up I had the top bunk and my little brother was on the bottom and one morning I remember waking up I must have been six five 
I remember waking up and my mother coming in and gasping. And I went, what's wrong? And she looked at my sheet and my sheet was like covered in dried blood, like the size of my body, a circle of it. So she ripped it off of me and started checking my nose and to see if I was bleeding. And there was nothing. I wasn't hurt. I wasn't, you know, I didn't feel weird or anything, but there was just this circle the size of my body, which would have then been about four, you know, probably four feet long, dried. That's insane. Wow. Yes. I know when I was like, I might have talked about this last time or I might have been too embarrassed to say it, but I was like five or six, I was out in the front yard and a pumpkin landed in front of me with the little fairy princess in it. <laughs> Fuck y'all, that shit happened. <laughs> what? Expand. Did you say pumpkin landed in front? Yes, I was in the front yard. And you know, because I used to play out there all the time, I used to find turtles and shit. You know, I used to have a good time out in the front yard, whatever, because I was a kid. Um, a fucking pumpkin. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> fucking pumpkin landed in front of me. I was sitting, I was playing in the grass, fucking pumpkin landing. And inside this pumpkin was a fucking little fairy princess and she was wearing like a white dress. Fuck y'all. That shit happened. He's like, start speaking to you. Hold on for the rest of my life. I remember it. the other pumpkin. I was not on drugs because I was five. Like, that shit fucking happened. Did, did you see I posted some pictures of UFOs on our, on our Twitter a little while ago? Oh, I didn't know that one oh. hasn't been on Twitter like in hours. <laughs> I'll, I'll put them back on. I was I was driving home. We live in the quite rural, so there's not a lot of lights. I was driving home one night and I looked like across the fields and there's some some white lights low to the ground. And you know when you're like, they look so weird, I'm going to stop. I've got to stop because they look so <laughs> weird. And got out, got my phone out, and they're coming towards me really slowly. These white light, double white lights, two of them. And they're sort of moving away from each other and going back together. And I had the forethought to think the wind's behind me. So they're not Chinese lanterns. They're definitely coming my way. And I took some pictures and some video. And on the pictures, they look like essentially just the little white dots. But when, when you zoom into the pictures, they are the archetypal flying saucer shape with, with white lights and everything else. It's, it's insane. And yet... I put them on Twitter and like got nothing. I was like, this is proof, guys. This is proof. We got here today. Um, you know, Mama. I'll, 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 put, I'll put them on again because it was a while ago, but I will post them again. Coma, California, there's a rash of, of little UFOs. They're like almost like drones that are purported to buzz around and drop pumpkins with fairy princesses in them <laughs> all, all over the. Look. I've seen that. That's fact. That was on the news. I mean, new movie from Woodhouse next year. Yeah, it will be. It probably will be. And I want you to remember that this shit fucking happened to me. I remember it fucking vividly. And then, so, and I've even like tried to Google it to see if maybe it was in a movie. You know, am I like remembering? A There's nothing out there. I've this seen that movie. I've seen it. I've seen that movie in my fucking yard. And there was I, a goddamn yeah. because I never told just before. I just, just googled before it. the UFO landed. <laughs> that makes me the sound screen went green not. and there was a gold. <laughs> I just googled Can it. I, and I, I told you that story. I've, I've googled it four times and I keep getting psychosis. I don't know what it means. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, my screen went green. That shit fucking happened twice. I don't give a fuck. That shit fucking happened. I don't care. I've gone through every type of, you know, maybe it was a dream. Yeah. <laughs> nope, 
was out there. I, and there I was remember it. There was a fairy prince. And it that, came down. What was the greatest thing that's ever happened? Well, obviously the pumpkin. I mean, is that it? I don't know. Haunted fridge. <laughs> like a giant, like jackalope bunny. It was the evilest looking thing I've ever seen. It was walking on two feet, sprinting across the road. But no, I. I Chris, I was like, how, "Have you ever just like thought nope and just like get the fuck out of there?" That's no, what just just turn around and get the fuck, fuck out of there. She turned that shit I played an awesome trick on my uh, brother-in-law once. I used to go around my, this is before he married my sister, I used to go around my brother-in-law's house and we would smoke the weed, as it was, many years ago, get stoned. And uh, it was all aliens, aliens, aliens. So what I did was I got some balloons and paper mache onto the balloons and made alien faces out of the paper mache and popped the balloons, cut the eyes in, got some old uh, pairs of... Uh, cool sunglasses, took the lenses out, put the lenses in the balloons so we had the proper almond eyes. And in his garden, he had some trees. So I set these aliens in the trees and then walked to the front of his house and knocked on the door. Yo, bro, got some bifters. Let's smoke up, bro. Wait until he was good and stoned and opened the back door to let some air in and was like, fuck, aliens in the garden. <laughs> and he lost his mind. <laughs> and I was like, let's talk to them. It was amazing. But there you go. Good, good, good jokes. We're Where were you? What, how close to Hawaii were you in 1964? <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> that was me. It's worth the story. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, so apparently we've got a that was good. in our neighborhood. It's terrifying. I see bunnies no, all the time. It was not but. this little. It was like this tall, standing up on its hind legs, sprinting across the road, trying to scare people at three. Isn't that Donnie Darko? Surely that's the movie Donnie Darko. <laughs> Can I ask, is, as, especially with having Joe Mo here, if you could have been in any horror movie, which, which movie and what, what part would you want to have played? Hard. Um, I don't want to be in Cabin in the Woods because there's so many different like ones. What an amazing film, though. What an amazing film. How come they haven't made other Cabin in the Woods where the other choice is one? I want, like, the mermaid zombies or whatever was on. You know, that, that whole board back there was full of just mm -hmm. amazing opportunities That's for movies. So what, what do you reckon, then? If, if you're in a horror movie, what part are you playing? Which, which is your ultra... Cult okay. classic horror movie you'd want to play the part. I would want to be in any Saw movie. Um, no. Um, <laughs> though, right? I know I would want to be a victim. Well, I obviously, be, I don't want to. I would want to be a okay. someone that really deserved it. I just want to get someone in. that really <laughs> earned dismemberment. That's who I'd want to be. Amazing. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like, I don't want the power. Just fucking kill me. I do. It's like, I mean, but that's Hollywood. Every actor here, it's like, oh, I'm working on a show. Can I be in it? Do I die? Do I cry? You know? They, 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 <laughs> <laughs> For me, I need to be in like early 80s horror where I'm just doing something naughty, which is going to get me killed. Like, oh, yeah, you're the first one fucking in a Jason movie yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like, you see right. my and then I'm dead. The first one fucking? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, no. Return of Living Dead, part six. Because <laughs> they had so many, like, Rave to, to the, the grave. grave. <laughs> Actually, part three with the, the right girl. Rave to the grave was good. I liked the it. Dude, the dude that kills his girlfriend when they're riding a motorcycle was actually pretty decent. The second one's fucking terrible. The first one's the best one ever. Yes. Um, so. What is the one with Robert England where they're all, like, Confederate rednecks. Oh, the oh, oh. A thousand, ten thousand, ten thousand maniacs, maniacs or yeah. some shit. That's a oh, good um, thousand maniacs. So the slutty bitch yeah. that's on the one motorcycle gets her head cut off. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> she had like five seconds of screen time, screen time, and she got to ride a motorcycle with a hot dude. So uh, yeah, that's that's, that's the fine. second one. Uh, Field of Screams. They did a second one of those. <laughs> 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 I worked on that for a week and that was something. We were, we, we went to Iowa and the farmer found out it was a film shoot. So he, he gouged them, he couldn't afford the set. So the mayor of Council Bluff said, you can have a skate park. Yay. Then you arrive and the skate park was on the banks of the river with every kind of flesh eating bug you've ever imagined or not wanted to and under a flight path. So that Mr. Bill Mosley, who's an expert in playing constantly, Hold for airplane. Oh, that's a Cessna 42, I think. And whoa, that's a 747. <laughs> he knew his airplanes backwards and forth. It was an experience, I'll tell you. Look at the flaps on that. Have you seen? Um, we, I was talking to someone on Twitter the other day, and they'd not seen Bad Taste by Peter oh my Jackson. God. Have you seen that? What is it? Bad Taste. I don't know what that is. A great movie. I bought that DVD, and did you and you did not steal it from me? Then if not, then it's still at the house. Hold on. Yeah, let me show like you the, the picture. Worst movie ever. Let me show you. Let me show you the picture, and you'll know. Do you not? Do you not like bad taste? Bad taste is amazing. The guy made that with his friends with FX cooked in his mum's. He used his mum's oven to bake latex for that movie. Amazing. That's the best. That's the best. That's like Ray Harryhausen cutting up his mom's. <laughs> you don't remember yeah. that? I don't remember That's that. I don't think I saw it. Oh, you saw it. You did. You've got you saw to it. see it. It's like uh, they live. They live as well. They're just amazing films. They're just. What's the one that we watched? It was part three, except for there wasn't a part one and two. <laughs> Did it start with three? Yes, it, dude, bro, party massacre three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do it's know supposed that. to be like set in the eighties, and there's already sequel, but it's dude, bro. It's the first it's one, but it, it's dude, bro, party massacre three, and yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, I do know that one, but yeah, I'm drawing a blank on bad taste. So You've got to see Bad Taste. It's amazing. It is. And it proves that a B horror movie director can win an Oscar eventually. Did 100%. he win an Oscar? <laughs> 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 Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson went on to mega things. My favorite, favorite, favorite bad B horror movie, Chopper Chicks and Zombies. Because <laughs> it's got Billy Bob Thorpe. I love it. I love it so much. It is my all-time Do favorite. you remember the first time we saw that? <laughs> I know that we were high. We were at the house, and it was on the NASCAR channel. Now, for whatever reason, <laughs> we had the NASCAR channel. And, you know, we were scrolling through the um, 
or whatever. And so the NASCAR channel was playing something called Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town. And we were high as fuck. So we clicked on it and then we were like, is that fucking Billy Bob? I love it. I wish they wouldn't, they would not remake fucking uh, the Toxic Adventure. It doesn't need to be remade. I haven't seen any pictures or anything. Yeah, I know well, that I they're doing it, but I haven't seen anything yeah, about it. But I like that Elijah Wood and a bunch of crazy people are attached because I liked his remake of Maniac. Elijah Wood is going to be in it? Yeah, he was in the remake of Maniac. He no, I like that one, but yeah. he loves He loves that cheesy yeah, stuff. He loves horror. He loves cheesy Did you see his greasy strangler? I love yes. Oh, yeah, I wish we could show you. They've got autographed pictures from that on their wall. I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> I don't want to move everything. With Scott, Sky Elobar and Michael St. Michael's. Oh, didn't one of those guys in yeah. there? Yeah. Scott Elobar. <laughs> yeah. 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 If nobody knows, the Mad Monster Party, which Joe Mo helped start, he, uh, they had their wedding a couple about four years ago at the Mad Monster Party, and Captain Spaulding, uh, what's his name? Sid, Sid Haig. Sid Haig uh, was the officiator at the wedding and everything. We had, they had uh, the. Oh, uh, not lots, not lots. No, it who was, was that. Who's the, the, the pop? <laughs> the kilted creature, creature dressed up as yeah, like a monster, like doing bagpipes to open them up. It was the craziest wedding I've ever seen. I think you guys are probably one of the only four or five couples tops that Sid ever married. Oh, really? Yeah, remember he said well, he know, done it two or three times before. But I know right after theirs, he apparently did a double wedding because they did it first. For, like he he married two come and I don't know if they were friends or yeah but like yeah he only wanted to book one night so like y'all got to get married together and I, I'm, I, I, I don't know what the deal was. They talked about how annoying it was to do all that shit in one weekend and everything because it was so because he had to drive around with their trailer and it was super fun though. Oh, yeah. I don't know, Joe, if I ever told you this, but it's it's kind of a funny thing about Sid when we were signing the paperwork and everything afterwards. On one copy, he signed. Where Matt was supposed to sign. So she was married to Sid. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. That's classic. That's it. Legal document. Legal document. There you go. The first time I the first time I saw uh, Sid at the show, I was checking him in, and he was so grumpy. I don't know what possessed me. I decided I was going to mess with him. So he went up to the desk and and I said, "This is uh, Captain Spaulding." He says, "It's not going to be under that name." I said. Oh, no, it will be. It will be. It's Captain Spaulding. I don't have that. He says, it's under Egg. And I'm like, Egg? What the fuck is Egg, Sid? Egg. Egg? What? Stop fucking around. These people are trying to help you. Egg. We went on. For, and then he finally started laughing because he, it was either laugh or kick my ass. So he decided to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. We, we went to this table. Egg. Early in that week. Egg. <laughs> And I just wanted to buy some of his merch and get his autograph and all that. And he absolutely refused to let me pay for anything. He's just like, no, this is going to be my wedding gift to you. And I'm like, no, I, I want to pay for it. I have the cash. I want to pay you for your items. And he's like, nope. I've got a treasure to show you. One second. Talk, talk among yourselves. I'll be right back. Okay. I, rem I remember this from the last podcast. You were like, did you see the fucking fire breathers? I don't think I did. I think I was drunk. <laughs> did you see them? No, I think I was drunk. <laughs> Amazing. A cool story to tell. You won't be able to see this very well. But a friend of mine was the um, curator for the Japanese American Cultural Center here. 
And when they do kabuki, when they do kabuki with all that incredible makeup, on one of the when you go back and you see the kabuki master after the show, he puts cold cream all over his makeup and he takes a, a cloth and he puts on in his face and he rubs it in and gives you an impression of his makeup. So I had I had Sid do that for me. You won't be able to see it, but he did that with his. <laughs> oh, I can't see it. I know exactly yeah. what that is. Signed it. You signed it here for me. So that's I a trick. That is so cool. I didn't know that was a thing that you could ask people to do. Yeah. Now I'm gonna start. Well, I mean, I just thought of it, and we did it once. I think face we only off. did it once while we were Rub your face off. <laughs> and just if, if you let us know. If you let us know when you're out of the house next, Joe, and where you live, we just want to have a look around because it looks really <laughs> fucking amazing. Come on in. Everything I mean, behind you looks amazing. We're like, I've got lots of <laughs> Sometime, if you guys want to just arrange a Zoom, a, an informal Zoom where we just go through, everything I own is a gift from somebody that's precious to me. I, I don't buy stuff, but I've, I've lived a long time and I've been, you know, I've met so many interesting people. I would be happy just informally, just as friends, if, we we went through and I'll show you everything. We can I would like cribs with Joe Mo. Cribs are new teeth. On a really serious, really serious note, I I obviously um, from the first show you did, Joe. Obviously with Drunk Theory, I didn't really know a lot of um, Forry Ackerman. I think it's really nice that he's had the same name as Forrest, obviously Big Foss. Um, and from what research and little reading I've done he seemed like such an amazing guy man he seemed like what what an amazing dude and um I'm I'm a little bit embarrassed I'm late to the party really with, with knowing all of amazing you. guy he was so yeah but, yeah and the fact that obviously you spent so much time it's never too late for the guy it's never too late yeah, amazing. he's infectious <laughs> yeah you know that's what he's I, relevant that's what I found. And infectious and all of, you know, all of the, for, for the next 10 year window, at least he's going to live on. And then yeah. you guys, the younger generation, hopefully will carry him forward because I'll tell you something. I've met people 60 and 80 years old who, who hadn't heard of him. And there's just something about his, his character, which that was so generous and open and giving and in the middle of everything that we love at its inception, that it's almost like you're meeting him. Everybody's like, Oh yeah, that's who that is. So you know, Forey uh, was Forey was that guy. He he really was. And right now, every single mover and shaker in the business, Spielberg, Peter Jackson, Guillermo del Toro, um, you know, and some younger ones like Ryan Gosling, Johnny, they're all disciples of Forey's. So uh, Steven Steven Spielberg, you know, when I saw Steven at the opening of the um, Academy of uh, Science Fiction. He had his youngest son and he pulled him over and he said, I want you to meet this man. And he introduced him to Forey Ackerman. He said, son, this man and grandpa are the reason that I make movies. And so Forey through his magazine, his magazine inspired Stephen to wrap his sisters up in blue toilet paper, and make his very first movie, which is a mummy movie. So um, I have Stephen King. I have a copy of Stephen King's first letter he sent to Forey, hoping to publish an FM at 14 years old. All of these people were, were inspired. In Stephen's book on writing, Forey's in the first two pages. So, you know, it's a really good thing for all of us to, to, to draw the line of Forey through, through where we've ended up because he really started the whole thing, collecting cosplay. He was one of the first people to dress up in costume at the science fiction convention in 1939. And he's credited by the Costumers Guild as the father of cosplay along with uh, I know, I can't even imagine. And uh, you well, know, 
Incredible, so it's funny incredible. sometimes when people pass, you think, oh, that would have, you know, it would have been so nice to have known a bit more when they were alive. But I think in this case, you, you're 100% right in what you're saying. So I raise a glass to him anyway. Oh, Cheers. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> there you go. And what Forey would, and I'll tell you, I try to keep him alive because everybody does Forey's voice around the time they were closest to him. So some people talk like Forey when he was a young man. And then you have me that talks like foreign is more elderly years. And then Casey Wong, his last protege, who was 13 or 14 when he got introduced in Fortin. Well, Casey Wong, and he's really like that. But whenever I do my foreign voice, he would have said, well, secret to my long life is I don't drink, I don't drug, never exercise and eat McDonald's four times a week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for keeping going for me, you guys. I needed I needed to see my monster family. Oh, we were hoping because we were a little bit worried because we don't really know what the hell goes on. I was just worried about getting <laughs> these guys. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit, are they on fire right now? Somebody Google it. Is he okay? Like I'm always on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you got? You got anything cool coming up? Yeah. Um I, I don't want to monologue, but um we're going to start up the anthologies again. So all you creative people, please keep keep an eye on Facebook with me and, and other places. And I'll tell you how you can submit short stories. We're our our goal is to publish fledgling writers. Um, I'm I'm a really supportive editor. I ask questions. I don't I don't influence your story. I just try to nurture it along and make sure that you're making it the best that you want it to be. And then we publish them in a hard copy and we present them at the, at the Days of the Dead um, conventions. And there's six of them across the country. So um, get your short stories ready for that. Um, the other thing is that Bill Philput of Days of the Dead and I are doing, um, we're going to be doing crowdfunding for an anthology of, uh, of uh, short horror films called Scorched Earth, which is about a mass uh, possession, demonic possession event, where all the demons of hell come up and, and haunt people and possess them. So I'm going to be directing one of those. That's and not it's fucking fun. amazing. Yeah. It is. It's funny like, I'm already on board. I don't give a shit. Is so cool. Not only is it creepy and scary, but we have like this really cool thing where, where after you're possessed, you kind of have to reclaim your spirit somehow. So they have like AA meetings for, you know, the, the post-possession <laughs> groups where we go to meet and talk about Oh my it. God, that's so, fucking awesome. So it's going to be fun. And, and the, again, the intention is, we want to make stuff, but we want to also give opportunity to people to, to you know, write, direct, to do, to do all that. That's the direction Days of the Dead shows are going. They're more of a filmmaking route. It's fucking awesome. We're doing it, y'all. We're doing it. I'm calling it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see your ass in fucking Atlanta. And in, in, it's in September, right? Yes. September? That's not far away. That's not far away. Yeah. Well, the last year is the only year we've missed any kind of horror convention in the past. The whole time we've been married in 10 years, we've always gone to one every year. Except for this past year. year yeah. uh, I, I remember I work, uh, my job, my main job is I work in motorcycles. I sell motorcycles. And in England, they have a big motorcycle show in a city, in Birmingham as a city. They've got a big show centre. And they hold several shows at the same time. <clears throat> and I had some meetings a few years ago. To go to it for motorcycles and when when we arrived i realized it was like a comic-con as well and there was these kids walking around and they're like these kids are like 
they are they've spent months man they are they are the characters from these movies and from horror and from <laughs> comics and they they look amazing and i'm like these meetings better be fucking quick because i'm going, I'm going next door so by 11 o'clock i'm in the i'm in the comic con and i'm surrounded by all these like kids that are so energetic <laughs> and so excited about what they're doing and and they look amazing so the whole community surrounding that and and say horror and conventions is just amazing. Pretty Some of the best people. Horror or comics, you're diehard. If you're into both, watch the fuck out for that dude because he is. <laughs> he's not. His mask is gonna separate. He's got a whole costume that fucking got hydraulic on it. Like that's the people that take it super serious. We were yeah, man. They've taken months. I ride or die. Yeah. The pyramid head. Pyramid head. Yeah. Mega. Full costume. Thing dragging behind him. I mean, he's like six foot tall, jacked as shit. I've That's noticed too that horror fans shit. are nice to each other. Whereas, like, if you go on like comic book Twitter, I don't know if that's a thing that y'all have ever looked at, but those people just constantly fight with each other. They're like, no, I love this comic book more than you do. You're a- <laughs> <laughs> but horror oh, people man. are like, fuck yeah, girl. I love Tucker and Dale. <laughs> but the, yeah. like, the video game people are fucking terrible to each other. It's like they're fighting with who's the biggest fan. And horror people are just mm-hmm. like, we're all fans. Let's get drunk. <laughs> we're like, yes. Even if your costume is the, the worst looking one in the room, everybody accepts you. Like oh They take God. pictures with you yeah. just to make you feel included yeah. because they yeah. want, I don't want anybody left out. Yeah. Whereas the other people, the other fandoms or whatever are like competing with they each other people. all the time. Like yeah. it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like I could put in one fucking tooth and, and just tell everybody that I was Ginger Snaps and people would take their picture with me. And they'd be like, yes, this is the best Ginger Snaps I've ever seen. <laughs> no, I'm not. But <laughs> these people are so awesome <laughs> that they're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> they look after they look after little kids that are around and protect they them. Do. Everybody makes sure everybody's taken care of and looked yeah. after and everybody is very mindful of everybody else. And, you know. But, you know, horrors, that's the people you gotta look out for because we're nuts or whatever. And the weekend we got married, they all made sure we got good and drunk all week. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sci-fi, sci-fi fans are really, I mean, I've been all of the, around the world to sci-fi conventions. They're so snooty and clicky. And, and I don't understand I don't, that. I read like, anything I mean, past 1950, you know. Makes no sense. So did anyone make their own horror films when they were kids then? Did you make your own movies? I've never made my own movie. We talked about it a lot. We have a, like a outline for a movie about a killer who kills people it's outdated now <laughs> okay yeah, but like, it's, it's a killer it's a killer who kills killers and you find a geocache <laughs> instead of normal murder is never outdated whatever it's a thing to kill you it's like it, a but it was based on minecraft yeah which i don't think it's a thing it's, i mean it's still a kind of a thing but yeah oh, is minecraft still a thing that was my idea like eight years ago and we've never done anything since just because it's time we'll get to it eventually yeah. it's time for you to make your movie it's time for you to write <laughs> yep we i don't want to you, you, but... you'll be the first big titty bitch to get murdered in my movie i promise i'm not i'm not one to coerce people however if you don't the box November 22nd, 1981. You're so young. With a little projector, it's super cheap. We could record it before. I just say as well that Big Foss has made movies. 
Really? Big Boss had made movies. Are, are those movies accessible to us or are those home movies? Um, I think they're hidden in YouTube. Yeah, they probably yeah. are. He made oh, gangster movies. movies. I have not been yeah, seeing send us links. Movies. Send us links. Send us links, son. Send us links, please. please. Yeah, he sent, it was very much like Guy Ritchie's, who's a, yeah, yeah, an English yeah, yeah. Um, terrific. Um, film producer. Yeah, so very much in that style. Love it. So, that last one, his, the, was it The Gentleman? Yeah, The Gentleman. Yeah, amazing. I love that movie. I, I, I mean, that's my favorite of his because it's, it's a little it's, bit subdued. It's, it's really good. Yeah, well, the character in, um, in Snatch of Bricktop, Played by Alan Ford. I love him. Um, yeah, amazing character. And he was also in a film called Cockneys vs. Zombies, if you've not That's seen that. Weird. Oh, <laughs> we have seen that. Have you seen that? Yeah. It's a fucking zombie in a fucking old paper zone. Yeah, so, yeah, so Alan Ford, legend. Unfortunately, not with us anymore, but yeah, great actor. Have you all seen? Um, have you all seen? I've been talking to you too long. Have you all seen, because I'm English, uh, Pan's Labyrinth? What do you think? Oh, yeah. I actually uh, have though. never seen it. That's you know. Oh, never. Uh, what an amazing yeah, film. That's a great thing. Yeah, I'm the worst. I know. Movie. I've actually never seen it. I know. That's your homework. From it, and I know that that's what it's from or whatever, but I've never actually sat down and watched it. Everything it's, like, it's amazing in the way that it's a, like a really beautiful fairy tale version of a horror. When it's time for me to watch movies, I'm drunk and I can't read this movie <laughs> if I'm drunk. <laughs> I, think it does, I think it's just beautiful. Yeah, I need to do it, that. Yeah, it's almost like a fairy tale movie. It's amazing. Just like yeah, it's classic. The audition or audition was fucking terrible. Yeah, Martyrs, that's a, Martyrs is probably the best horror movie that I love that. The American remake, oh. shit. Yeah, I didn't like oh. it. The original French one was so fucking good. Have like, you guys all seen that? Martyrs? Oh, Martyrs. I've not seen that. I've not even heard of it. It's a great one. Tonight, if you Everybody's... haven't seen it, it will. Have, have you all watched The Empty Man? Oh, no, I've never heard of that. Okay. I've never even heard let of it me, either. Let me, let me please beg you to watch this. It's oh, on yeah. Amazon. The Empty Man? Got, yeah, do the, a guy do named the David pitch. Pryor. Come on. Pitch a me guy named David Pryor. Um, who's like us, he's done every department in filmmaking and he's worked his way up. He got his dream <clears> to make this, it's gotta be a fairly well-budgeted movie with, uh, with uh, 20th Century Fox. And he made this fucking beautiful horror movie that it's like of the quality of like uh, Hereditary and, and all those, except it's really entertaining. Like it's, it's a different kind of entertaining. It's, it's a little cerebral, but it's like good old fashioned gut wrenching suspenseful horror and it looks gorgeous the guy finishes this his dream come true 20th century fox sells to disney his mentor is no longer 20th century fox they abandon him disney's like we don't know what to do with this they park it in amazon in february nobody hears about it and i just happened to read an article about it and i went on amazon and i thought oh you know the story resonates with me so much i'm gonna buy this guy's movie i bought it and i watched it and I was blown away. My friend Martin, who's a writer in the business, he was just like, this is like the Chinatown of our, of our genre. It was, it's, it's really special. And if, here's the thing, if you'll watch it, if you can buy it to support David, but once you watch it, go on Facebook and tell him. I wrote to David and I said, David, 
this was beautiful. And he said, my God, this is like lightning into my Frankenstein neck, neck bolts. I've been so demoralized by the experience, but all fandom and all of my colleagues and people have been so supportive. It's really, really lifted me up. So it's a way that you guys can see something great you haven't heard of and then actually reach out to David and have a conversation with him about it. It's, I mean, who gets to do that? Except in this, this age and era, right? That's awesome. I will definitely watch it. I just looked it up on IMDb because it's just my jam or whatever. But um, it, I mean, it, just from the synopsis or whatever, it looks fucking good. Try not to watch the the, the trailer. Just watch it. I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't click on the trailer. Everything. I hate that shit. Yeah. In the 80s, I also do not listen to Rotten Tomatoes scores because I don't give a shit about Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, if you, if you say that again. People that actually review as a job compared to people that are just watching the movie. It the it's so off. It's like the reviewers are just, uh, I don't I don't get what they're trying to get. Like, oh, it didn't have- They're too goddamn picky. Yes. Like, just enjoy the fucking movie. Can I ask a, watch a, movie and have a, can I ask a favor? You can't just enjoy a movie and have fun. It's gotta have- You can ask anything you want. I have to have this. I have to have this for, for, for my edification, all right? All my Southern friends over there, could you in your best Southern draw say Rotten Tomatoes for me on three? One. Two, three. <laughs> tomatoes. Now my, my now my people across the pond. Let's let's have one from you. One, two, three. Rotten tomatoes. <laughs> oh, I am so that happy. Was fucking great. <laughs> rotten tomatoes. I say rotten, rotten tomatoes. Tomatoes are rotten. <laughs> That is so. What, what's really funny is everybody thinks we all know the Queen and we all talk like, oh, good for you. But queen. there's like, you know, there's people in all sorts of places. There's a million accents in England, the same yeah. as America. We do know the Queen. Yeah, right. Lizzie. <laughs> no, there's the best. No, in America. No, they said all in America. Ours is uh, best in America. Ours is the best in America. Y'all's is the best in the world. So yeah, thanks. This is the best. <laughs> How's this no accent? Oh, I'm so happy. Is there any movie coming out this year that we're looking forward to then? The any new purge. Horizon? <laughs> the new purge. Purge two. That's the one. Yeah. It's a it's a great franchise. They're all so much fun. The purge? No shit. That's my favorite thing. That's my goddamn jam. And let me tell you what. Satisfying. Like, I love the first one because I'm biased because I love Ethan Hawke, but it was not a good movie. It was super fucking boring. The whole thing was in no, their house and it sucked Ethan or whatever. I fucking love Ethan Hawke. Shut your goddamn mouth. But the second purge actually fucking scared me. Like I felt bad for those people and I'm like, <laughs> like that's a scary movie to me. Now the, the you know the other ones were just fun and bullshit or whatever. But I just saw the trailer for the new one. I didn't even know that there was a new one and apparently came out today. So yeah, so I just saw, but it's all like wild, wild west. They're all like wearing cowboy hats and shit. And I'm like, yeah. and they've decided fuck their 24 hour rule. They're just killing everybody all the time. And I'm like, I mean, it was bound to happen, you know, like. Having a purge. Yeah. I love the goddamn purge. I don't know. The I like it too. Escape Room Escape Room 2 is coming out, which which I like the first one. It was so smart. And this one, I, I think they got to do a, a little even a little more cleverness. I don't know if I saw the first one. I don't think I did. 
I well, please it was, watch it. It's by, it's by Adam Robitel. Where was that one Adam, that we saw? We were like, no, this looks like horseshit. Adam Robitel is a terrific writer director and a good guy, and and you should watch it. What, what was your what was your introduction to horror then? Because mine, mine was in in England. They had like a weird thing in, when video was a thing when it was Betamax and VHS, and video was a thing. Um, there was like videos were banned, and one of the big ones was Driller Killer was banned in England. And there's the another one. Driller called, Killer. <laughs> have you not heard of Driller Killer? He was and get this and get this. It was a drill. It was a killer with a fucking drill. Imagine that. Go figure. So that was banned straight away. I know hardware stores. But I remember watching my friend used to uh, their parents owned a pub. So we used to go to the pub and hide upstairs and watch horror movies. And the first movie was a banned movie and it was called The Boogeyman. I don't know if you've ever seen that. And there was a scene in The Boogeyman. And there was a scene in The Boogeyman where a woman was looking in the mirror. And I mean, I'm like seven at this age, so proper young. And she, she gets possessed and she's got a pair of scissors. She's cutting her hair and she gets possessed and she pushes the scissors and cuts her jugular vein. And as a seven-year-old kid, that freaks the shit out of me. And that was the first horror, horror movie I'd ever seen. It was a band movie. Oh, and yeah. we were we were watching it at, like as we would never ever should at seven years old. Well, so, my intro. So, yeah, what was your introduction to horror? Just having parents who didn't give a shit, right? So like we saw everything. <laughs> we just watched. You said they just they just take you to the movies. <laughs> we went, and I swear to God, I asked about this. I don't know if it was a question you asked or a question somebody asked on Twitter. I vividly fucking remember going to see Cujo at the fucking drive-in. Yeah. I remember what I was fucking wearing. Yeah, <laughs> I was like four. Yeah, but my parents just didn't give a shit, and they also loved horror, so they were like, "Horror time, bitches!" <laughs> Please don't have who, who's, <laughs> who's the better writer? Is it Stephen King or is it Clive Barker? I like Clive Stephen Barker. King better. I just Clive Barker, yes, Clive Barker. Gospels for like the fourth time. I have his. Um, a weird obsession with Stephen King based Magica on the Weave World. Amazing. Mr. Be Gone or fucking the. I don't read though. I only uh, watch. So based on the movies. Galilee. I love Grenade. Fucking, uh, what's the one about? Oh. I love Galilee. I mean, it could be I so good if you can't even Magica, remember the name. It might be the best book I've ever read. <laughs> huh. I've read more Stephen King. Than Clive Barker. I can't I read Stephen King because that shit is 12 million pages fucking long. Clive Barker's <laughs> imagination. <laughs> Stephen King will write 400 pages explaining what the wallpaper looks like. And I really don't <laughs> need that. Like, what about the great and secret show? Amazing. I don't need it, but I don't read. That's why I don't read. Maybe Stephen King. Ryan. Team Ryan. <laughs> 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 horror, horror, horror author grenade. Oosh. I love Clive Barker. He's he's my favorite. I, I like Mister Be Gone is written in first person as if the book is okay. But, but let's not that do books. Let's do movies. But Stephen King. Clive Barker directed <laughs> the very first. Raw head wrecks. Raw head wrecks is a Barker movie. That's it. <laughs> Nightbreed. 
Nightbreed, yeah, 100%. Oh, great. I like Nightbreed. Yep, wrote and. It's not better than Stand By Me. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Next, you'll be saying Pennywise was a fucking good clown. He was a fucking good clown. <laughs> Do not consider Hellraiser one of the best movies you've ever seen. He wasn't seen. even a real clown. He was an alien pretending to be a clown. Yeah. He studied our culture to figure out what was scary. <laughs> Except for this was aliens pretending to be clowns, which makes it so much better. Can I, I apologize to Joe Mo at this point for joining the party. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm after started drinking. <laughs> I love it. I love the the Clive Barker Stephen King battle. You got the the book. You notice I've stayed out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One here, he gets his head cut, with some nails in it. The actual pinhead from the book has been around for hundreds of years. He may have been multiple people, but he's one demon, and they always cut his head and they put actual pins like you would, like old school sewing with jewels and shit on the end of it. And when you, as soon as you hear church bells in the distance. He's coming. You're dead. There's no getting away. It's over. He's coming to marry you. Yes, as soon as you hear this faint oh, you're dead. It's over. Oh, you're getting gibbeted. His descriptions of the book are so fucking good, though. I'm not you specifically a person that hears them. Not you. He also wrote Bedazzled Bedazzled? Shawshank. Yes, yes, that's the short story. Who? who wrote, don't, don't you dare King. mention Shawshank. Shawshank is Stephen King all fucking day long. Yeah, what are you talking short. about? You think Hellraiser wrote fucking Shawshank is Shawshank. Stephen King. <laughs> What's your favorite line from a horror from a really bad horror movie or genre movie? We all remember them. If you really love me, you'll let me eat your brain. I've got one from the same movie. Send more cops. <laughs> and funnily enough, today is um, Return of the Living Dead Day. It is. If you watch that movie at the beginning, it is July 3rd, 1984. So it's Return of the Living Dead Day today, you guys. It's wow. So what's your favorite, Jeff? Probably old school Plan 9 from Outer Space. Um, Dudley Manlove. You know, it's an interesting thing when you consider. The earthlings who can think. Fear those who cannot. They are the dead brought to a simulated life by our electrode guns. <laughs> and you couldn't see, but I was, I was... You couldn't see, but I was patting my electrode gun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the all-time classic, the day the earth stood still. Yeah. <clears throat> it's Contour Verado Nicto. Best line ever. You know it. I think yeah, it means it. a lot to everyone. That was proper movie. Weird facial expressions. So good. Who's the fly? Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, yeah. When, when he's doing oh, the Joe's actually drinking from the bottle. It's okay that he's a fly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you just don't understand. I don't drink. I never drink in the <laughs> afternoon, so here we are. You said this last time. You said last time. You said, I don't that was drink. The last time I, I did have a drink at my birthday. <laughs> that was the last time I had a drink. Was with you guys, but then at my birthday, I, I, I admit I, I had one and I carried one around as if I was having 
Yeah, we're, I'm a we're English, so we started with beer, then we had champagne, then we went yeah. to whiskey, and now we're back to drinking whatever's <laughs> 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 We're the worst. Why has it gone dark in your room? It definitely has gone dark. It looks like the beginning of a horror film. It is. It looks like Or it looks like a stage show is about to start and you guys haven't put the lights on yet. There's a head in the fridge. Oh, there we go. Oh, yes. It's you guys. I'm out of There's lots in here. Strength theory. It's not a theory. We're drunk as fuck. I don't know how much alcohol I've had at this point, but I feel like it's a fucking lot. That's like 18 shots of the five glasses. I wonder. It's one of them parties where no one wants to leave. It's our anniversary. We're allowed to get. We're here till Tuesday. Now, not to be a curmudgeonly old timer, but I'm a curmudgeonly old timer. It's interesting. The Wolfman, <laughs> the Wolfman, uh, and the Mummy are two of the Universal classics that were made out of whole cloth. They, you know, the, the Mummy was made to create was created to kind of take advantage of the King Tut discovery in late twenties, early thirties. So it was made out of whole cloth. But also, the Wolfman was written by Kurt Siodmak who was a, a German that ex escaped Nazi Germany. Um, and Kurt, who I knew, also was on the set of Metropolis, the Fritz Lang science fiction classic. Um, Kurt Siodmak was, in fact, he helped put Brigitte Helm, the young girl in the robot suit, helped put her out when, the, when she caught on fire because the suit was made out of balsa wood and composite materials. And it was rigid because the back was open. She'd step into it. I think she was 16 at the time, caught in fire. So Kurt was on the set for that, came to America and became a writer and wrote The Wolfman. I don't know if uh, The Wolfman ever wrote back. But, um, bum. but um, you know, it was quite, quite an amazing, you know. And actually, that reminds me of the, the one with Jack Nicholas from fucking, or not Jack Nicholson from the 90s, just, I think, The Wolf, Wolf. or whatever. Wolf. Wolf, that was it. I actually liked that one. And they... It's like they were going to do a whole new series of all the monsters, and then after that, nothing. And now that's another Rick back. Baker makeup too. The Rick Baker did the makeup Tom there. Cruise. That was bad. No. Did we talk about Wolf Cop yet? Because I love Wolf. I Cop. love Wolf Cop too. Yes, I love Scanner Cop. Cop. I love every Maniac <laughs> Cop. Um, this is the first time we've been kind of this out of it, which is great. You know, drunk theory podcast kind of good for that point. Yes. We just had a five-minute argument about orange juice. No, we didn't. <laughs> yes, we what, did. Wait no, a minute. The merits of all your arguments. <laughs> what is the argument? Because I need to get in on this. Yeah. Obviously, it should be water, but it never is. Um, but whatever it is, it should not have chunks in it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate the What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what kind of chunks? <laughs> so, That's why I drink from Zombie Land. Amazing. I love that movie. I love what do you reckon? Zombieland, good film or cash in on horror? I love Zombieland. Zombieland is very, I like very Zombieland. Cardio, cardio, cardio. That yes. Myself. Yes. I feel, like it, it, make sure. yeah, I feel like it was a cash in, you know, but they did it to let everybody know that they know that they're just cashing in. They're like, hey. Yes. So, you know, Bill, here's Bill Murray, 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 Bill Mur
They're like, <laughs> I know it wasn't. I can't think of who it was. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. <laughs> he was amazing. But like they did it in such an outward manner. They're like, yes, we're making fun of all yeah. of the horror movies. But it was so fun. And was. the casting was so good. Like if they had, if, if they redid the movie word for word, scene for scene with horrible fucking actors, it would be a terrible fucking movie. It would just be yeah. fucking terrible. But they did everything right. And that's okay with me. I love ridiculous. Bill ridiculous. Is the zombie yeah. dressed up because he could go golfing. Ridiculous is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> if that could be a genre, ridiculous is my fucking movie. Y'all know my favorite movie of all time? Hot Tub Time. Yeah. Because that shit is fucking ridiculous. Do you know, I've never seen it. I've seen it. I've never seen that. Did you just front me off? Well, she flipped me off. That's my favorite. I've been flipped off by South Carolina. That's it. Flipped off. <laughs> You're going to lose that arm. <laughs> You're going to lose that arm. That fucking arm is coming off. <laughs> why should I? Okay, why should I watch Time, Time Machine, Hot Tub, whatever? Because it is the fucking best movie in history of movies. No, I mean, what, what's Joe Moe's favorite movie of all time ever? It's not a horror movie, probably. It's probably like All no, About Eve. It doesn't Eve. have to be Joe, a horror. It's just your favorite movie. Joe Mankiewicz, All About Eve, written, directed, Betty Davis, Celeste Holm, unbelievable writing. I've never seen the movie. Oh, it, it's it's, it. it's well, a behind-the-scenes kind of uh, and it's, drama. Can the name of it again? Oh, all About Eve. I've heard of it. I've never seen it, as far as I know. It's the best writing. I mean, if especially if you if you're a writer, you watch that and it's like it's just a masterclass in in uh, you know film writing because everything is right there. You know the most economical information and you know everything about everybody. It's just incredible. It's really really good. The movie I can never turn off on cable: Dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> if it comes on, I'm in. Throws a curveball in there. The Polynesian curveball. I can't. That that in Dawn of the Dead, Zack Snyder and 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 uh, James Gunn's Dawn of the Dead reboot. Two things I want to say at this point. One of the things I want to say is we've been doing this for three and a half hours. I've been getting worse. And the other thing is, the other thing is, if you could own anything, Joe, you're not included in this because you fucking clearly own everything. <laughs> you could own anything from a horror movie. What would you want to own? Oh. Any bit of horror memorabilia. Sitting on your shelf, what would you want? He'd want the puzzle box from Hellraiser. Yeah. The Mike and Myers mask is amazing. Mike Myers. If I could own anything from a horror movie. No, Cara, go. What, what are you doing here? Car goes. Oh, my bad. I'm so drunk. I didn't even hear it. Oh. Um, <laughs> if I could own anything, from a car, maybe. oh, I got it. Yeah, me too. That's it would have to be hatchets, hatchet, right? Victor Crowley's hatchet. Absolutely, nice. yes. And you take it shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I'd fucking, I'd have that shit like, 
industrial super glue to my back. Like, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just always going to exercise in May. That's it. Kelly. I don't Kelly, give a shit. What are you owning? Go, Kelly. I want the little alien that burst through the chair. Oh, that was mine. That, that was mine. Oh, unbelievable. Alien stolen. Yeah, that's what I want. I want the alien that burst through the chat. Unbelievable. That's it. What's Matthew having? I would take the Ouija board from the first Paranormal Activity movie. Yes! We're going to make the best horror movie ever. (laughs) Wait, hang on. Isn't this just turning into the cabinet? It is the cabinet. cabinet So, the icing on the cake, Mr. Joe Moe, what would you have? Even though you've already got it. Other than the Ouija board, other than the Ouija board, in my job, I've handled everything you guys want. I've handled the hatchet. No way. I've handled that. We just had had the chest burster in a sale. Um, and uh, the, the actual one, they made two. The, the one that I sold is a little more crude because it was had to make, it had to be made hard so it would break through the, the casing. That, that, that they made and then they had another puppet that that ran away but the tail is the same and I've, I've handled three of the puzzle boxes including the animatronic one that that works by rods that <laughs> yes, that's, that's, that's one of the ones i want that's yeah it, it was fantastic i mean that you they can be had i mean if you keep watching the auctions we get them we get them every three to five sales somebody says oh, okay if i had it i've had it long enough i'm going to turn it around but I would want Bela Lugosi's Dracula pendant from Dracula. I've never seen it, but I mean, that, that's what I would want. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's apologizing going on. What did you do? Quick, tell us. Apparently, I made it weird. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Bravo. Unbelievable. Thank everybody so much. Is this the drunkest episode you've had? Because if it's not, yes, we carry on. No. no. Don't even. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, no, because if you're not one, awake, you're not drunk. There was one that was never released to the public. Oh. We tried to do reptilians. Yeah. What? Um, <laughs> yeah, we tried to do we we done done three hours of drunk theory, and then we tried to do a <laughs> the hidden episode. It's the, it's, I tell you, like it's my the, aunt was here. It's the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, Come on, you've got to release it. It was wild. But. Whatever. We have like a three to four hour limit, and then we have we need to stop. Yeah. We don't have to, but we need to. We, we just we have to. <laughs> we have to. Typical <laughs> American lightweights, unbelievable. We're American lightweights. I've been drinking shots. <laughs> I had a beer. I drank half a bottle of wild turkey. It's like me and Joe. We've got suits on. We're, we're ready to go. I'm ordered a limo. <laughs> Either way, ready, I caught up pretty we've quick. Got bow ties on. We're gonna go. We're gonna end it. So hold on. Let's do it. Let's do a fabulous ending here. Thank you so much, Chat Smash, for coming. Well, I've lost my. Thank you so much for dressing up and buying champagne and hiding baguettes in your pants like that. (laughs) I never could have imagined. All I can say is Joe Mo has to watch the whole episode because what what we're gonna do is we're gonna start series two in August. Um, We've obviously touched on what we're gonna do. Um, we're going to run another 15 episodes. Our podversary is next January. And of course, we're certainly going to invite some people on. We will definitely it. be there if we're allowed, or we'll be cheering in the background if we're not. <laughs> 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 no, 
Thank everybody for coming. Chat smash. I know it was super inconvenient for y'all because of the time. Thank you so much. We love y'all. Thank you, Joe, for coming late. Thank you very much for inviting us. Happy podversary to you guys. Do an awesome job. Oh, hold on. Let me cheers you in my. Please, please. Thank you, Mr. Joe. Thank you so much. Joe, we will see you in August. Yes. She ordered the tickets I've already while we're paid talking. for it. Like it's done we now. Got it. It's just yep. the thing that's happening. We happened. have a table. It's done. <laughs> we're doing it. And we're there in spirit. <laughs> Cheers to everybody. Cheers, Cheers to everyone. Love Thank you very much. So much. Thank y'all so much for coming. I'm about to hit Ian, and I'm going to feel like a huge asshole because I feel like y'all are all still just here. But. <laughs> <laughs> But it's your stream. So I'm gonna I'm about to hit you and it's not because I hate y'all, it's because I love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> love y'all so much. Maybe y'all can hit in first and make me not feel so bad. Yeah, you have to do it first. We have to do it first. Just kill us. Put the lethal injection in now. All right, we're doing okay, it. I get rid of everybody. Joe, don't you take the nipple out. <laughs> See you later. Thank y'all again. Love you. We love y'all. That was so fun. <laughs> They're still alive.